0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan.
1: View game. <laughs> but also, pod- I'm Nick.
0: <laughs> this is the podcast for a guy with a film degree.
1: And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player, and also wasn't exactly sure that he was going to say that during this episode. So, there's that now thing.
0: <laughs> Talk to you about movies. This week, our first review is the new horror movie from brandon cronenberg possessor
1: then we head back to 2004 to see what was believed to be the greatest superhero movie of all time for a couple years in spider-man 2
0: those reviews and a little bit of news coming up on this episode of brownie points Everybody, happy Sunday. Welcome to the start of a new week. Sunday, Sunday,
1: Sunday. Why have we never done that? I, you would be the one to do it. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I feel like that actually should be the intro instead of the music. Like, you hear the music, like, the intro happens, and then you hear the music, and then, like, you just hear me go Sunday, 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 and then you start talking.
0: Right, we, can, we can talk about maybe doing that more regularly, I guess. <laughs> But listeners. Welcome to show production, people. Yeah, Inside Baseball. Uh, (laughs) As longtime listeners. There's a
1: drive. It looks like it's going to be a home run. And oh no, there's way too many ostriches. (laughs)
0: Uh, As longtime listeners know, Sundays are not for film reviews. We like to start the week off with a little bit of update on what's going on with ourselves as well as the entertainment industry. We got a lot of news to talk about, but we need to. Let you know how we're doing. Uh if you didn't listen yeah. if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I was sick. I got the rona, but I am now 2 weeks out. I'm feeling fantastic. I am finally going to go back to work. Um so because I was still off for the, this past week for my second week, uh the only thing I was really up to was I've been binging a lot of uh the Muppet show on Disney Plus, which has been a real treat. I never watched it before and it's the the original show from the late 70s and early 80s. And it's, God, it's been hilarious. I I saw, I've almost got it all done, but like ones that stand out to me were like when Alice Cooper was on, Johnny Cash, Bern- Bernadette Peters, uh, George Burns. There's, God, there's been so many. Oh, Carol Burnett. That was a really good Have one. Have you seen the Luke Skywalker one yet? I did. I did see the Star Wars one with Mark Hamill. That was a really good one. Um, I think uh, Alan Arkins was funny. I think I think my favorite so far though has been John Denver's. John Denver's episode was hilarious. Um or Zero Marcel. Mo- uh, uh he played uh Max Bialystok. and uh I've a, got a I've got a John Denver
1: song on my phone. Oh. Uh which one was it? Or is it You've actually heard it several times when we're like waiting to start taping. I'm I'm sure I have. I uh, d- Don't play it though. Please don't play it. I don't want to <laughs> Take Me Home Country Roads. Because nice. I'm a blues fan, that is on my phone.
0: Hey, it's just a great song in general. Like I, th- I think John Denver. I play. love,
1: I love it. Uh, The Kingsman two, when he blows up <laughs> on the landmine singing it. Oh yeah, in the first one, yeah.
0: <laughs> or, yeah. Or
1: wait, was that the second one? It's the second one because uh, it's um, the lady's the villain, not Samuel L. Jackson.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha, right. Um. Anyway, or where was I? Anyway, yeah, I've been watching a lot of the Muppet Show. If you have Disney Plus, you definitely should watch it. Um, I also started a an AMC Plus subscription, which uh, if you don't have it, the emails finally wore you down. Well, I <laughs> I just decided to start it because I had a I still had another week off, and um, I saw that it had uh, AMC Sundance, IFC Unlimited, and Shudder. So I kind of inadvertently just kind of started using it exclusively for shudder. <laughs> and over the span of like 3 two or 3 days I watched like five horror movies and um, which
1: is funny cuz Dan is very much not the horror movie guy.
0: Not not so much unless it's for the show. He
1: I... thinks he thinks quote they're lowbrow trash that <laughs> uncivilized people would watch. Now Dan, why do you think this? <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll get my testimonial next week. Um, <laughs> but for real, I uh, I watched uh, I watched uh, so there there are varying degrees of good. I didn't watch really an outright bad one. Uh, I saw Host because I heard a lot of buzz about Host, and it's eh, guys, it's just okay. It's not it's not that great. Haunted Haunted Zoom Call. It's it's whatever. It's not it's not great, but it's not bad.
1: Um, Ooh, you're gonna scare the working class. Haunted <laughs> Zoom Call. Suddenly your boss sees your penis. It was eh, it's it's okay. It's not it's not terrible, but it's not
0: great. Um, I watched uh, Mayhem from a listener recommendation, by the way. Um, oh, I wish I had your name in front of me, but uh, a listener told us to watch Mayhem, so I watched it, and
1: it was really good. By the way, it was what awesome. platform was that on? That was on that was on Shutter. I watched it on. Uh... No, 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 no. The listener that told us that was at Instagram because I don't check that very often.
0: Yeah, it was on our it was on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, if I can pull it up, I'll try while I'm talking. Shocker!
1: I don't know the. <laughs> I don't know the stuff happening on Instagram, I'm just like Dan doesn't know what's happening on Facebook.
0: Yeah, no, I very rarely check on our Facebook. Um actually here it is. Uh shout out to um Hate Your Taste Pod. Hate Your Taste Pod. Thank you for the recommendation cuz mayhem was awesome. Uh and then the last one I'll talk about is uh I watched um this Golden Globe nominee for Best Foreign Film. Uh I believe it was from I believe it was from Spain. I'm not 100% sure, though, so I'm just sorry if that's wrong, but uh, it was called La Llorona. What? But, Dan, you you hated La Llorona. That was your least favorite film of 2019. This is not that movie. This is a 1,000 times better. So if you have Shudder, go watch La Llorona. It's about uh, this war criminal uh, who's on trial, like, so many years after the fact for allegedly committing a genocide or—, or leading a genocide in guanabala and he's on trial for it and then after the trial he has to go on lockdown in his house because of protesters and then he starts getting haunted by spirits and i'll leave it there it is awesome it is such a great version of la llorona that the curse of la llorona wished it was and it was I, i can't recommend it enough and i know a lot of us i know a few listeners uh don't watch that many foreign films. If you're only going to watch one, watch this one it's on shutter and it's definitely worth using a trial on if you don't want to watch anything else. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's more or less what I've been up to. I'm finally off lockdown, uh, after this week. So, uh, Nick, what have, uh, what have you been up to? (laughs)
1: Let me tell you, um, I am the reason we didn't get to see nomad land or review it for the show. Um, I apologize to listeners. Um, so Nomadland came out on Friday. We were going to have to watch it after work and then record like right after that. And my Friday didn't go super good. Um, so very early in the morning, Kelsey sends me a message and she goes, hey, I got this message on my car. Um, <laughs> she drives a 2013 Chevy Cruze. So they've got the speedometer and the tachometer and then in the middle, uh, excuse me, they've got like a message screen. And it says, ac shut off due to engine uh high engine temperature or engine overheating or something and i was like it's 10 degrees and she's been driving 15 minutes there's no reason this engine should be overheating this is a problem it was a problem her car decided that it wanted to share its coolant with everybody so there wasn't any coolant in it when i got there uh, Was her car shouting car? like Oprah? Was it going like
0: "You get coolant, and you get coolant, everybody gets coolant"?
1: Dude, I hate that. I okay. I'm going to go on record. <laughs> I don't like her car. Um, I I just don't. I I I'm not a fan of her car. I'm not going to go into it. I'm just. I very much do not like her car. Last Friday didn't help because my car. Some personal info. Uh, my car that i drive um will be paid off in august and our plan is we're going to keep my car since neither of us like her car all that much she likes her car more than me uh but she actually prefers my car over her car we're gonna uh sell or trade in her car take some extra money put it as a down payment and we're gonna get a pickup truck because we've learned since we moved in and been out on our own we need something with more trunk space than my car um, so we need a, tr- and a couple other things like a truck to use as like a work vehicle. So I wasn't very happy that, um, after it was a very long day of, I left around, I left our house. Thankfully, I would, I would give a shout out to my boss. My boss was very understanding of this day. He actually was like, you don't even need to use vacation time. Just take your work, a couple of your work, uh, like your work iPad and then, uh, log in and monitor the stuff that you need to do for approvals he's like just take care of that you don't need to use a vacation day your jo- your job's made to be mobile and i was like okay cool because i was like i don't even know what's going on and i don't know like i literally won't know anything until i'm looking at the car um and so i get to where kelsey's working uh pop the hood her coolant reservoir is bone dry um and i look underneath the car and i can see some drops of coolant coming off of her skid plate. So I took some coolant and I put it in the reservoir and it works its way through. And I look back underneath the uh, car and at the skid plate and the car now, instead of having just dro- a couple drops of coolant, has a pretty steady stream of coolant dripping off the skid plate. And I was like, OK, I'm not even going to start the engine uh, because that's not even under pressure and it's losing coolant. So I can only imagine what it would be like. So... Uh, we get our car out. We get it towed. Uh, there is confusion with the tow company of which shop we wanted it to go to. We finally get everything straightened out. We get to the shop in the afternoon. I left our house at 930, and it's now the afternoon. Uh, so we get to the shop, and they're like, yeah, we got to pull it in. and We got to take a look at it. And I was like, okay, here's my phone number. Call me. Like, just call me with what it is. So we get back. I took some tools to back to a friend of the show, uh, Hughes's house. He let me borrow some tools, um, which I ended up not even using. Like I literally got there and just looked and saw it dripping. I it was like, I'm not touching it. Like we had done some coolant work on the on the driver side of the car, and the leak was coming from the passenger side. So I was like, All right, I don't know what part it is because I haven't touched it. So uh, turns out the car had a hose that was failing. A Uh, belt tensioner idler pulley that was failing and it needed a new water pump Uh, it was a pretty expensive Friday and it was a pretty expensive Friday for a car that this is the second coolant repair this car has had in six months granted it's got over 100,000 miles on it we've gotten our money out of it or she's gotten her money out of it I still don't like the car (laughs) and we're planning on getting rid of it It it's a pretty expensive Friday for a car we're planning on getting rid of so I uh we take our tools back to take the tools back to Hughes. Um I pull in the driveway, they tell me what's wrong. Um I have to head back cuz I have to take care like sign off on a couple things and take care of it and I also I had a part. I was like, "Hey, can you put this on there since you're going to be working on this system?" Um and as I'm driving back, I called Dan and I was like, "Hey, it's now after work and I can tell you I'm not going to be home for another like hour." I'm not going to have time to watch it. And also I'm not in the mood to watch a movie that I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like anyway. And he goes, that's fair. And I was like, so either we can either you do a solo review, you do a review where you pitch the movie to me or tell me about it. And he goes, we can just bump it two weeks." He's like, or we can bump it two weeks. So, I apologize. It's my fault we didn't get to see it. It's because Kelsey's car died and I already don't like the car and we're planning on moving on from it and we had to put a good chunk of money in it. Now, granted, I want to say something. We're not in financial ruin over this. We had the money. We've got it all taken care of. It just was annoying to take money that would have been better suited as a down payment for the truck and put it into a car that we're not even planning on keeping. So we're not starting a Kickstarter or a
0: GoFundMe. We're just uh
1: <laughs> Yeah, we are not. Just so you guys know what happened. And also I told Kelsey I was like, I'm gonna lose it if that car goes down for a third time in the six months we're planning on still having it. She's just gonna if, ride it, goes down bike. For a coolant, if it goes down for a coolant repair for a third time in the next six months, I'm going to lose it.
0: I I don't blame you. And honestly, it's fine. Like I mean we could and we could have even pushed nomadland uh, this week but i but hey i i don't know i don't know why i was just like no we gotta do we gotta do possessor so i it's whatever but yeah we're uh we we said it in the last we said in last week's episode i recorded a little disclaimer but yeah that's that's the full story why nomadland got yeah. pushed um, no
1: no one died no one got injured no one's sick this time um <laughs> every, everything's fine it's just i i left our house at 9 30 and i did not get done with everything and sit on my couch and get to exhale until six o'clock at night. Yeah. I wouldn't. It was a very long day.
0: I wouldn't have been in a good mood after that either. Honestly, like that, Yeah,
1: like, like I told you, dude, I was like, I'm fully expecting to hate this movie and I'm really not in the mood to watch a movie. I expect to hate. Like it could be a movie that I would give half a pan. I will nitpick this thing into the ground and be super unfair. And also I've not had a chance to sit and relax all day.
0: Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll give you a spoiler because I went ahead and watched it. You're gonna hate it.
1: <laughs> but I wanna give I wanna give two quick shout outs. Uh quick shout out to my boss again, super awesome and understandable during this and was like, Hey, just work on it from the road when you can. Don't worry. Um, you don't have to take like vacation time or anything. Get your get your stuff straightened out. Just keep me uh aware of what's going on. Um, and then shout out to Kelsey's work. Um she had, she got sent home early actually because they had low census. And because of that, she was able to help me like coordinate stuff with her car. So shout out to our jobs. You were cool through all this. Thank you.
0: shoutouts don't work unless you name drop them. No.
1: <laughs> I feel like that'd be a bad idea. So I'm not going to name drop them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's fu- That's so funny. Uh, so- but yeah, so that's my Friday.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Not not much else happened. Uh, Last weekend, went up, helped my parents move some furniture, uh, because they are getting a new section. Actually, they got their new sectional, and that thing looks awesome. I can't wait to go back to my parents' place to sit on their couch and eat their food and pet the dog. Um, (laughs) uh, Excuse me. um, Other than that, not too much. Um, Watched the movies for the show. uh, Caught up on some work, because I couldn't go into the office for so long, because... Uh, we got quarantined uh, because of close contact stuff so I went into the office for the first time in two weeks this past week so I nothing super interesting really like it was it after Friday it was a normal week
0: nice well I'm, I'm glad things are well I'm glad that things are relatively back to normal now for you or at least how it's been for the last <laughs> 10 months
1: <laughs> just just to put into perspective how bad a mood I was in so, Friday, we, we sit down at 6, exhale, kind of figure out what we're doing for dinner. Uh, go get dinner, watch WandaVision. Kelsey likes the show The Blacklist. I'm not going to crap on it. Um, I've never actually watched an episode. The only reason I won't watch it is my introduction to James Spader was his stint on The Office. So, I can't just not think, like, things to make fun of him for from that show. So, I just don't even watch The Blacklist because I have a hard time taking him seriously. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm just going to go upstairs. I'm going to watch, uh, watch some TV or play video games or play Madden 05 or something. Um, and, and I go upstairs and I sit down, I turn on a video on YouTube and I sit down and I pull up my phone and I was like, Kelly blue book, trade in value. And I looked up the trade in value to Kelsey's car. (laughs) And then I started researching the price point of the truck, that, of the type of truck that we're looking at. And then I started doing math. And I can tell you, I am, and Kelsey, if you're listening to this, I know you don't like me ragging on your car, but these people haven't heard it before. Um, but I am, <laughs> so I'm not harping, I'm just filling in. Uh, but I am counting down the days until we move on from that car and get a truck. It's <laughs> <That's> too funny. <laughs> yeah i like the people like was, The people don't know texting, how much i, I was, hate this car kelsey <laughs> <laughs> i was texting dan while doing it i was like oh we could be able to get this for this and then the trucks this much and uh or the trucks run in this price range so like if we get this and then uh, if we put down this much down payment uh we could pro- we could probably still be able to pay make basically the same car payment i'm making now like it'd work out <laughs> like that's how excited i was to just be moved on from that car yeah um but OK, rant about that car over um. deep breath. Exhale.
0: <laughs> Let's go onward then to the news. Uh, there's not really much of a back and forth. I think we can have about the first story, but I just wanted to celebrate my former city that I used to live in New York City. You guys are finally allowed to go back to the movie theaters uh, by the time. This is honestly really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't remember or I should have wrote. I should have wrote it down. Um, I know the IFC Center, because I still follow them on Facebook, uh, they're opening on March 5th, so it, they'll still be closed if you're listening to this the same day that uh, it drops, but I'm assuming by March 5th, all the theaters will be open again, and they are at 25% capacity, and I've heard some... Spec- but that's
1: what we've been dealing with for the for the past, like, eight months.
0: Yeah, um, and I I feel like... I'm not going to try to indulge on why they're opening, but I've seen some interesting kind of... Not conspiracy theories but uh, some interesting coincidences with uh, Andrew Cuomo as to why the theaters might be opening uh, just Google that on your own because it's not really a great reason why but
1: <laughs> well the other thing too have we revealed what state you're living in yeah no I'm yeah
0: I, I said I was back in Indiana a while ago
1: okay I couldn't remember if we were specific that you were in Indiana did you see let's, on the news let's not the other name day, drop the city but <laughs> we're not but I'm just saying like did you see on the news the other day that like Indiana um, and I think I I don't know if it was Indianapolis or Indiana bars are about to actually, uh, kind of lighten some restrictions. Oh, I like, uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I I get that the NCAA tournaments coming up, people want to talk about. Oh, it's because of that. Whatever. I'm just saying, the vaccine's been out for a couple months. Uh, the state of Indiana, at least from what I've seen, the case numbers have been kind of like dropping pretty significantly, um, for several weeks. Um, so I, you know, you talk about like people saying, oh, there's some conspiracy with it. Maybe there is, I'm not denouncing that hundred percent cause I'm not fully informed, but I also think just, Hey, look, the vaccine's doing what it's supposed to do while it's being distributed and it's reducing numbers. Maybe people are learning and or that's... maybe people are taking precautions properly and maybe they're getting the vaccine and it's doing its job. So maybe I actually look at this story of New York City opening up and the stuff that we've been seeing about our state. And I'm actually optimistic about the virus for the first time in an incredibly long time.
0: I, I think in every other situation, it probably is that case. But because of how infected New York has been and how hard it is to control a virus where six million people live in the city um
1: that's why i said i'm not going to outright deny all of those conspiracy things i don't know what's happening in my state very well and i definitely don't know what's happening outside of it but when you pair the fact that restrictions are getting lightened or in a lot of places and the vaccine distribution is going on i think it's working but I'm not gonna outright be like, I know exactly what's happening in New York. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in New York. He's But just the just the fact that like you're hearing more and more stories about restrictions being lightened on stuff, it I'm actually optimistic for the first time in an incredibly long time. Yeah. Like, since finding out yeah. since finding out that the NBA, NHL and MLB were coming back, this is like the first time I feel optimistic about the virus since then.
0: Yeah, I mean there are reasons to be happy for sure. It's just it, it's it's just a coincidence that I won't say why he's being investigated, but um, he's being federally investigated as to something that happened in the city. So the fact that that happened, and then a couple days later, he said that theaters can open back up in New York City. It's just like, mm, is this a PR move to make yourself look a little better? But. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's that, that, that's all I wanted. To There's not really much else to add to it other than congrats, New York City. You can finally go back to the movie theater. Uh, the next story we have- California,
1: ha- you're still terrifying though. Yeah, get on it,
0: uh, <sighs> Gavin Newsom. <laughs> uh, anyway, the next story that we have, I know you're particularly uh, more keen to talk about than I am. Uh, the the engagement story coming out- There are going to be
1: some beautiful babies <laughs> born out of this relationship- Shailene Woodley, one of my celebrity crushes when I was a wee lad, and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, the wee mountain tops of Ireland.
0: <laughs> and,
1: and Aaron Rodgers, football Jesus, have confirmed publicly that they are a couple. They are engaged. They plan to be wed. And you know what happens after a, after a wedding? Eventual babies. <laughs> Beautiful babies will be born. Also, because of this story, I rewatched a couple episodes of Secret Life of the American Teenager this week, because that actually was a show I liked when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I forgot you did uh, this. <laughs> wow. Very bad show. <laughs> like, I was texting Dan. I was like, there are good ideas here. They are not executed well at all. I think my favorite
0: part of reading her talking about it uh, was... is She's like, he's
1: just a guy that throws balls. And I was like... He's, he just won MVP for the third time and is on a team that is constantly hunting for another Lombardi trophy. And she's like, I don't give a shit your job. I like that. She's but, just like, I don't know him as the football
0: dude. I know him as the Jeopardy nerd that wants to be the host. I was, like, well, I was like, "Bull w- crap! You don't know that he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to play this century. Like,
1: <laughs> well, she. OK, so. I just want to put it out there. The ones that the people that has been like widely known to date are Danica Patrick and Olivia Munn. And those are people very much obsessed with celebrity and obsessed with public image and stuff like that. Like their social media presence or whatever. If you look at like her social media presence paired with Aaron Rodgers, they are people that are just famous and they don't really care. They're like, yeah, we're famous. We got enough money to kind of do whatever we want. And, I think they actually work good as a couple. Like, first of all, welcome to Brownie Point's Guide to Relationships. Um, (laughs) With a co-host that's
0: gotten divorced.
1: (laughs) And the other one hates his wife's car. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But (laughs) Um, anyway, I like... I remember when, like, they, like I heard it for the first time, like, they were dating or engaged. I was like, that's kind of strange that they would meet up. But it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know how they met because she really does not seem like the type of person that would care at all about sports. But, uh, yeah, so I have no, I don't know. I don't know how they would have met other than just, like, running into each other at some sort of benefit or hollywood party or
0: something
1: i, I all um, I,
0: all i can think of is her uh mugshot when she got arrested for protesting the keystone pipeline And i'm like you're dating aaron Rodgers, really yeah
1: but um i just to me i um i'm i'm excited for the beautiful babies to come out of this this is gonna be uh now a weekly topic is gonna be uh <laughs> wood rod watch um <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome! I like it. <laughs> Are you wearing a Betty Boop shirt? No, it's the it's the Joe's. Here, I'll move my mic. Oh, okay, I see it. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, it's the average Joe's from Dodgeball. <laughs>
1: it it kind of looks like Betty Boop from like the half of that showing. Um, <laughs> it does have that '50s look to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just it's awesome uh just you know Aaron I'm I'm happy for you but I want another friggin championship I'd like to be able to buy a new hat and t-shirt please that says Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers on it get it done like yay congratulations also get it done and Shailene Woodley good for you for this I don't know where I was going but Congrats on the eleven-year
0: age difference not being a factor
1: apparently too. <laughs> well, that was the thing that was funny. Like looking at like watching because the two episodes. By the way, I made it through two episodes and I couldn't do it anymore. Oh god, the two episodes of Secret Life of the and dude, I texted Dan. I made it through the first five minutes and turned it off of the first one, and I was like, no, power through, see if this is actually that bad. And I was like, yep. Um, <laughs> but. I, tur- like, I saw the pilot episode and the second episode, and I saw her, and I was like, dude, holy crap, I forgot. Like, I've been used to her, like, Divergent series old, like, that look, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been used to that for so long that, like, I saw her in that TV show Super Young, and I was like, damn, she really, like, grew up in her teenage years in front of a camera. That has to be awkward. Well, I mean, she's not the first or
0: the last to do that. Like, it's, I mean, as
1: long as yeah, she doesn't, shout,
0: as long as she doesn't spiral shout, out.
1: Shout shout out to child actors and teenage actors that honestly have to grow up in front of a camera. That's got to be super uncomfortable and awkward. Like, yeah, you're famous and rich, but, like, I remember being a teenager and being, like, my hair out stupid. And I want to grow a mustache, but I'm not old enough to have it, like, growing <laughs> thick enough. Well, and... And then being like, I don't know if I like my sideburns, but I know I don't like when I don't have them. Like, and then like farting all the time, and <laughs> it's just. <laughs> well,
0: I just I just watched uh, Framing Brittany um, during my first week of quarantine, and she had the same thing. Like, she was just a kid when she she was a mouseketeer, right? I yeah, she and Justin had stents as being a m- mouseketeer, and then they both became pop stars. But then Justin never really had anything happen to it and i i can't remember exactly what it what? alleged
1: but like he, what is, he was getting what in a bunch that? of trouble for it what is what is that streaming on by the way is it hbo max no it's
0: it's on hulu but it's under the new york times presents like it's an episode of that show
1: it's only an like an hour episode
0: uh it's close to an hour it's yeah okay it's, 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 it's not, it's not feature length, but it's technically an episode of the New York times presents, but the episode is called framing Brittany.
1: Okay. Cause I've, I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about it. I've actually wanted to check it out. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Cause I, I, I heard, yeah. I heard it went a long way in like getting public opinion to be like, Hey, because I'd heard about it before, but I really heard about it after that episode came out where people were like, we got to get her like her life back. Cause her dad's in charge of everything. And that's not fair.
0: Yeah, no, it's a it's really fascinating to just to, to hear the story recapped as to like how we got to this save Britney uh, time, like and there's been no updates on it since like it just kind of was like, oh, yeah, we there's all these protests. And like, I don't know when she's going back to, to court to try and keep fighting it. But it was a really interesting recap as to how it got to this point.
1: But what we're trying to say from Brownie Points Guide to Cinema, congratulations to Woodrod, and you do you, boo-boo, Britney Spears.
0: Yeah, (laughs) free Britney. (laughs) (laughs) We are totally on board with hashtag free Britney. Onward to our next story, another story that you brought to my attention uh, that honestly, at first I was just like, oh, great. There's a hockey story on our wall. I wonder why. So
1: (laughs) this story is awesome.
0: Yeah, I click on it and I read it. And it's a it's going to be a Disney movie produced by them and James Corden. But Nick, you explain what what, why this deserves to be a movie, because it honestly kind of really does
1: so david ayers is going to be getting a movie um now most people may not know um who he is but he has had a very interesting hockey career um david (laughs) david is the zamboni driver for the toronto or was they might have fired him after this i don't know uh which if they did boo but if they didn't yay um But he is the Toronto Maple Leafs Zamboni driver. And in hockey, there is a term called emergency goalie, which means that there's a guy kind of just like in street clothes that he might play like might play like just some league of hockey. That's not professional, but he's around because teams typically don't carry goalies. Uh, carry more than two goalies uh, going into a game. It's pretty rare for them to get injured despite having to bend and move around so much and having a puck shot at them at like a million miles an hour. But it's it's pretty rare that they have to, uh, you have a goalie, get two goalies get injured in a game and you have to have a third one. So when the Carolina uh, Hurricanes went to go play the Canadian Maple Leafs, which are a hockey club with just the utmost respect and definitely are not made fun of for constantly being terrible. And then what happened in this game, Um, <laughs> they had two goalies get injured. David Ayers came in and sealed. Like, I think they, I think uh, Carolina won that game six to three. And I don't remember if he let in any goals, but the memes were a with the Toronto Maple leaves got shut out by their own Zamboni driver. So, he's getting a movie. Yay him! This sounds awesome and hilarious, and I'm going to be watching it with my. It's not a foam finger, but it's like a foam goalie glove. I'm gonna wear that and a hockey jersey and a hockey hat, and like go to the theater and just sit there and be like, "Yay!"
0: I'm I'm excited for it. Like once I read that, like from the story that uh, was on our wall, and James Corden probably is gonna be the the guy. He's at least producing it, if nothing else, but. Even, even with him, it's being better than the, Josh Gad. I ooh, uh, 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 neither are particularly appealing to me, but I'd rather I'd rather have him than James, but <laughs> uh, the neither here nor there. I I don't know. I'm interested. It sounds it sounds like a sports story worth making a movie out of. It could be a pretty funny comedy too, depending on who the writer and director is.
1: They haven't made that announcement and, yet. And listeners, you're gonna have to guess what month we're gonna talk about this in.
0: Oh yeah, dude, we sports have. Man! Dude, Sports Month! (laughs) We haven't haven't had that in a while, actually. When was the last time we said Sports Month? Sports (laughs) have There are dogs, like, running to my house right now. We've been cold on Sports Month for a while. We haven't had a sports movie in a while, now that
1: I think about it. Yeah, it's because we've been obsessed with Sports Month happening outside the show and watching, like, the Super Bowl and the playoffs. And now it's over, and we just have hockey and basketball's there, too. But neither of us really care about basketball that much. Uh, Yeah, this is true uh <laughs> <Hockey map! laughs>
0: onward to the next story then um the next thing that we have is uh we had a but- hemorrhoids <laughs> we had a buttload of <laughs> 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 buttload yep yeah, i fell right into that <laughs> right into that hemorrhoid <laughs> oh god <laughs> Yes, there was a lot of news coming out of Paramount Plus, uh, the recently rebranded streaming platform that was formerly CBS All Access. It is going to be changing here in the next week to Paramount Plus, and they made some massive announcements uh, for their immediate and not-too-distant future, uh, including they are not only rebooting Beavis and Butthead, but they are making a sequel to Beavis and Butthead to America. They have (laughs) bought...
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Beavis? I'm just All I can think of is that scene from Beavis and Butthead To America Click, I love you We're all gonna die <laughs> oh, hey. she said, This lady over here says a lot of sluts in Vegas yeah. Dan and I Look I can't do a very good Beavis or Butthead But Dan and I both love Beavis and Butthead Because we were stupid teenagers In America
0: Yes, it was. God, it was a great show, and that movie's great. I don't care what you say; that movie's great.
1: Uh, BS. and I, dude, I gotta say, I have been binging King of the Hill hard again. Like, I, I took a break from it for about a month, and then I came back to it, and it it picked up again. I'm I'm hooked. Nice, uh, yes, uh, Beavis and Butthead new reboot and new sequel
0: to Beavis and Butthead to America is coming. Uh, they also Paramount Plus have purchased uh Halo from Showtime, so the Halo series is gonna be there.
1: Oh. I don't know the Halo song because I was a PlayStation and Nintendo kid. (laughs) It's all good. Um, Speaking of which, can we bring back, like, look, I'm not on TikTok. Dan's on TikTok. I see TikToks if they are good enough to get out of TikTok and put on, like, YouTube, brought up on podcasts like YMH, or they get put on Facebook and TikTok compilations. (laughs) Or they get put on iFunny. But what I'm saying is, can we please bring back the TikTok trend of doing, like, the Halo song, like, in bathrooms? they they've been doing that's wholesome i don't need these crazy methed out people like threatening people
0: there's more than that on tiktok i've I, i've sent you tons of them that are really funny that aren't like people on drugs like. <laughs> yeah
1: but okay here's my exposure to tiktok is basically the ones you show me which is a normal normal algorithm and then what shows up on ymh which is not a normal algorithm yeah
0: that's why it's on ymh and not what i send you relentlessly even though i haven't sent you a tiktok in a while actually
1: oh my god uh, guys there was there was a time around the time that we started this show where dan really got into tiktok yep, yep and dude we would stop recording and then still be on the phone just watching tiktok videos and laughing i found i found some gold ones i haven't i haven't been on tiktok i think i've been on tiktok
0: like once or twice in the last month i haven't i haven't really gone digging on it lately but uh
1: get off Talk and get on tiktok that's what i'm saying <laughs> <Tintalk>. <laughs> Uh all right anyway the What TikTok were you on? What kind of TikTok were you on? I wasn't because I'm because I was in a relationship. <laughs> And if you're on TikTok, I'm not saying you have herpes. <laughs> you remember that from a couple months ago? If you're on
0: TikTok, you have herpes. No,
1: no, no. I said if you're – I'm not saying if you're on TikTok, you have herpes. Yeah,
0: you, you were saying that about Tinder, but then when you said that just now about TikTok, oh, that's TikTok. even – Oh, TikTok. There. Now you get too what
1: many – t- there's too many t- – <laughs> there's too many t- <laughs> TikTok apps. There's too many TikTok, Tinder twitter (laughs) twitter i was gonna i was gonna take the w out of twitter but then that was gonna be a very obvious censor and the joke wouldn't work
0: a podcast i listened to actually said that on accident like promoting themselves and they looked up if that is a real website and twitter owns it because it redirects to twitter (laughs) ah that's funny i do right um Anyway, uh, the last little bits of the announcements that they did. Uh, Halo series, uh, Avatar Studios, which means uh, they're going to be producing a uh, a lot more uh, Avatar The Last Airbender content, including a new movie. Uh, there's a Frasier reboot with Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, the dad. Uh, he passed away a couple years ago, so obviously he's not going to be in it. But Frasier reboot will go onward anyway. Um, and then the biggest thing related to us that they announced is that Paramount movies, including Mission Impossible 7 and A Quiet Place 2, will be on Paramount Plus' streaming platform 45 days after going into theaters. So, I guess my question about this is, what what do you think of this strategy versus, like, the paywall that Disney does, uh, just having it on HBO Max for 30 days for free, like, H- like what HBO does with Warner Brothers and uh just uh fox i we don't know really what disney's doing with fox they haven't really done anything with their movies uh, mgm is still just holding out in general like with 007 we still have no idea when the hell we're gonna see that i just i don't know what about that or like anything else that paramount plus has H- announced
1: hbo max is my favorite one so far um i think it's pretty obvious that it is um well it's obvious why this- <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just saying, this I don't necessarily think is bad, but the thing is, you came out with this plan well after the HBO announcement, so it's one of those ones where it's like, had you announced this before HBO Max, I probably would have been like, this is awesome, like, yeah, you can improve it, but this is awesome, but I've already got my favorite one, and then you're like, hey, this is kind of similar, except with one big difference, what's that? You gotta wait a month and a half.
0: I thought this was going to be the standard plan that everybody was going to follow, honestly. Like, I thought that they were going to, like, try to, like, hold on to the theater for, like, that very tiny window. Because statistically, movies yeah. make 90% of their money in the first month anyway. So so, I... so
1: to, be, to be crude, pardon my language, HBO Max, the system up. They, they announced what they were doing. They literally announced kind of the perfect way to do it before anyone announced anything else.
0: Right, and it was so game changing. Like we thought Mulan going to Disney Plus behind a paywall for what ended up being like 3 months was a game yeah. changer. I dude, I, it's I cannot believe that still we've watched 3 movies and uh It's it, it's, it's amazing similar, that they're doing it.
1: It's it's going to be similar to uh one thing that I heard like the way Apple advertises is Everyone always asks Apple, "Why don't you ever in your commercials compare it to other stuff?" Because your competitors do, and they're like, "We don't need to." Yeah, that's so. It's the Apple brand. H- People know what it is. <laughs> yeah, so H- HBO Max is kind of the Appleness, and I don't mean, and I'm not saying, look, I, if, I don't want to start an Android versus Apple war. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm getting at is HBO Max is just the one that like blew everyone out of the water in the beginning and then everyone's being compared to what hbo max has done this one's not bad like okay so it's it's 45 days after release are they free because you have to pay for paramount plus like what like eight ten bucks a month or something
0: yeah that's exactly what the plan is you have to pay to see it in the theater unless you wait 45 days then it will just be on paramount plus not behind a paywall and i don't think Part
1: there's as as part of your subscription.
0: Yeah, and I don't okay. uh, maybe I just misre- maybe I just misread it and there's a time limit on it, but I don't believe there's a time limit. Like I think they're going to just be on the platform.
1: I I don't find this to be terrible. I really don't. This one is really more of just like you're close to the best one cuz I I view I view it in the ranking system. I view it to be um HBO Max clear number 1 Disney Plus as third just because of how few things they're releasing on there and then you never know what the paywall is or if there is a paywall until like right like right when they announce it cuz Disney's kind of all over of if stuff is coming to theaters or not Oh yeah, they're uh, they're cherry picking so,
0: hard on their titles to go on the platform.
1: So so Paramount Plus basically doing the HBO Max thing but then be like, "Yeah, but there's a bit more of a delay wall like okay, it's all right. Like we know what the improvement is. The improvement is just doing what HBO Max is doing. Um yeah, but so no one I... else no one else has the balls to just put their movies for free
0: even though they're only available for a month, but like to put it literally for free. That that's insane. I'm not
1: I'm not trying to sound like an angry mob. I'm I'm not but just what I'm getting at is like I'm not going to scream at them for not doing it because I've been yelling forever figure out a way to distribute it paramount figured out a way to distribute their movies bravo could it be improved yeah but you know we got time to figure out the kinks and I'm sure that they like I'm sure after a certain amount of time there will be adjustments to it but yeah yay like thank you for listening to someone screaming at a microphone for the past year of like you can seriously figure out a way to distribute this um It's not a bad compromise, honestly. And I, I will, I will give them this. It seems like they were more willing to take theaters into consideration than HBO Max was like HBO Max is my favorite. And, and still like we've talked about the possibility of going to see Kong versus Godzilla together in a theater rather than watch it at our homes. Um, But at the same time, like what Paramount did is like, hey, seriously, you can't stream this for 45 days, even if you pay us. There's like, there's nothing that you can do unless you go to a theater. So it seems like they're kind of like, look, we're going to toss you a bone. But at the same time, we care about our uh, streaming app a lot. So it's going to come there, but you get 45 days to get some of the money from it. And it's going to be interesting to see how. With thing like we were talking about earlier, with things opening back up, it's just going to be interesting to see how consumers react. Are they going to feel like let's rush to the theater to see these movies, or you know what, waiting waiting forty five days to just have it included in my ten month ten dollar a month subscription, is it worth just waiting a month and a half and then I got the movie anyway? So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how people pick and choose that one because HBO Max. I know we keep talking about HBO Max, or I do. <laughs> HBO Max. The same, day, the same day thing is, hey, figure out if you want to go to a theater or if you want to go streaming. And either way, you're going, to see the, uh, you're going to see the movie, but you're going to have to pay for one or you're going to get it as part of something you're already paying for. The Paramount Plus One, that's such a significant amount of time. People really are going to have to be like, do I want to see this in a theater or do I care if I watch it on TV and I just get it for free? Because I can wait a month and a half. Right. Do I care about if this movie gets spoiled in the next month for me? Do I care about seeing screen Im- – like stills, video clips, stuff like that? Like – It's going to be interesting to see how Paramount entice, like, how theaters would entice people to go see Paramount movies, uh, especially with theaters coming back. But, yeah, it's just, this one sounds like the one that was supposed to come out before HBO Max in terms of, like, the the kind of step-by-step progression to get to where HBO Max is. And instead, HBO Max is just like, we're going net, like, Leroy Jenkins, the whole streaming rollout thing. But they're like, "Screw planning for it. We're just going balls in or balls out right now." It's like, "Wait, wait we didn't plan it. Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, I, I'll
0: see how it shakes out. Like, what, what this, what this means for us on the show. I mean, we'll just decide later if we think it's worth getting the service or not. I mean, I, I want to see what, I want to see how everything turns out and see the stuff actually like come out. But. I, I don't know in terms of like what they're doing with the movies. I, like I said, I thought this was was how it was going to be to begin with. Like they still hold out for like a month, but I I don't know. We'll see. I'm not I'm not mad at them,
1: but yeah yeah it's like I said. I I think it's better than Disney Plus's plan, um, but it's not as good as HBO Max's. But it is it is a good one. Like okay, I I will give you. That you're still holding out for theaters, but you're going to be like, hey, just wait 45 days. You don't feel comfortable going to a theater and you can watch the movie here. Cool.
0: Yeah. Well, with that. Moving on to our next story, we only have uh, one story before uh, two trailers we have to talk about. Um, But this last story that we have, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, untitled Spider-Man 3 project finally officially has a title. It is Spider-Man. Spider-Man
1: Homeward Bound.
0: <laughs> Spider-Man All it's Dogs about Go a to dog, Heaven.
1: Two dogs and a cat.
0: No, Spider-Man All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's Spider-Man. Did no,
1: Spider-Man just lick his own crotch? <laughs> it's Spider- Spider-Man. Oh my God. Spider-Man. Please stop doing that. Ew, it's gross. We can see you. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: can see your hair. We... No. No. <laughs> Look
1: out, he doesn't wipe.
0: <laughs> that was better than what I was going to say. <laughs> I think I'd have to censor what I was going to say, actually. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you off Mike. Anyway, Spider-Man No Way Home. That is the official title for Tom Holland and the MCU's third solo Spider-Man movie. And this came to us a day after we had an onslaught on Instagram of... Multiple fake titles. Uh, I don't know if you have them in front of you. Um, I'm trying to pull I them I don't up. have
1: them in front of me, but I think it was three separate ones. It was uh, Tom Holland, Zendaya, and the kid that uh, plays Peter's best friend in the movies.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they all three... Um, hold on. Fake titles. I'm looking this up on my phone. <laughs> um, okay, here they are. They were uh, Spider-Man Phone Home, Spider-Man Home Slice, and... Um, Oh, the thumbnail doesn't have the third one. Oh, Homebreaker—that's it. <laughs> but yeah, they all shared all three of these, and the internet, of course, went nuts. And yes, Lewis, we know it was clickbait. We shared it anyway, so it's our, our
1: job to share it, Lewis. It's <laughs> a so golfer back. It's our job. Whoa.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, that—that's officially what the title is. Um. John Watts still directing it. Uh, that was interesting. The video that they did to uh, actually reveal it, but I whatever.
1: Yeah, I I liked where they were. He's like, "Why would they do that?" And they're like, "You spoil literally everything."
0: Yeah, you you. It's not surprising that you're not allo- allowed to see the other Spider Men if they are a part of the movie. <laughs> it's it's a behind the scenes skit. Yeah, it's I don't know. There's I like I, the title. Yeah, I I'm curious what the plot is going to be then because like how that well okay duh. i mean like the literal like i can't wait to see like the movie to like really know like how
1: the multiverse works because okay since we're not on a time crunch and you've got time (laughs) we open on a (laughs) shot we've already had the multiverse rules out of the way we've had a multiverse
0: with the animated movie and it was amazing. So like, that's why I guess I'm apprehensive because like, you guys have already done this before. Why are we doing it again?
1: I think it's, I think it's more of people reacted to that movie of, we want Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire and the MCU, or I'm sorry. uh, We want Tobey Maguire uh, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland's universes to meld into one. Like, we would like to see all of these technically become MCU canon. And I was like, that is a cool enough reason to do it. Here is $6. I, oh no, I'm
0: so nervous about this one. Like, I've, I was excited for Homecoming, and then I'm
1: so-so yeah, I'm on it. Let me, let me put it to you this way, Dan. How many movies do... I get nervous about or think look like crap, and then I'm right.
0: Uh, Not every time, I'd say you are. I'm
1: right most of the time, and I'm betting I'm going to be right this time. And if you want to know what teams are going to win, you money. Go to. Just kidding. (laughs) I
0: uh, like I was saying, like I was nervous about. I I was excited for homecoming, and then I was like, eh, on it. And then I was excited for Far From Home, and it was great. But, like, just everything I keep seeing about this, like, I'm not getting, like, news exhaustion like you are with Snyder Cut, but <laughs> it's making me ner- It's I'm just getting nervous about it. Like, all the casting rumors and all the mishmash of s- stupid stuff we're seeing all the time because Tom Holland doesn't shut up. I, I, I don't know. I'm, be, I'm just I'm, so nervous.
1: I'm going to be honest with you. You know how I always talk about DC? They have to earn me, like, To just blindly think, like, be like, okay, I trust you to not screw this up. Marvel has done that. Marvel's track record is good enough where the flops are still middle of the run movies. So, I'm not ready to be like, this is downright garbage. All Like, I'm willing to go, you know what? They have controlled and figured out how to do this good enough to this point to where I'm willing to be like, you know what? Take the risk. I'm willing to go with you on it. Yeah, it's
0: it's still Kevin Feige, like, more or less, like, having Final Cut, which is good, and then John Watts is still directing it, which is fine. Far From Home was great, even though I think Homecoming is eh, but I, so, and they got all the cast still together. I think it's the same writers still, too. Um, nah, don't quote me on that. I think it's the same writers, but I, I don't know. Hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope my nervousness gets paid off with a great movie. I mean, I guess that's more or less all I have to say about it until we get more... That comes out about it but thank god we don't have to call it the untitled spider-man movie anymore because i was getting kind of sick of that um <laughs> but yeah spider-man no way home i don't know cool title nothing else so our last little thing that we're going to be talking about because we're already kind of going uh close to our usual time limit on this we have two trailers that we're going to talk about speaking of Zack snyder by the way our first Zack snyder news that's not related to the justice league army of the dead
1: And and by the way, Lewis, I know you probably saw me share the thing about uh, Zack Snyder saying that criticism of his movies, blah, blah, blah. I read I I shared it. And yes, I did actually read it this time instead of just blindly sharing it like I normally do. (laughs) I I actually kind of agree with him where he's like, look, I don't anything in the criticisms are not have not persuaded me enough to change. It's like, you know what? You do you boo boo. But at the same time, it was a very clickbaity headline. It's it's because they made it sound like he just doesn't care what people think. And he's like, I don't care what people think enough to change my movies. I'm still going to put them out the way I want to. But people are allowed to think about it. And I was like, that is a good answer. And he said that if he
0: Vanna Whiteclap. Well, and he said that in reading it, like if he if someone pointed out something that was an egregious problem, he would reevaluate it. But he's proud of the way that he's made his movies. And I I'm not to get on a soapbox, but I mean, I'm a massive Zack Snyder fan. I think I think. Most of his movies are great. Like I'm the one person that thinks Sucker Punch is a great movie, but uh, but that aside, his newest movie, not named Justice League, Army of the Dead, finally dropped a trailer. Um, this movie actually filmed a while ago. He filmed this movie back in twenty uh, back in 2019, but obviously got uh, a little delayed because uh, he got tied into re-editing Justice League. But now, poor him. <laughs> but now, two years later, it's sold to Netflix. It's finally coming out May twenty first, I believe. That's when the drop date is for it. Uh, May twenty first.
1: It's it's pretty soon. It's not very far. Like I was like, oh, is this coming out in like July or something? They're like, no, it's like May. I was like,
0: Man. Yeah, May. T- yeah, May twenty first. Just uh, just two months after Justice League. So Dave Bautista's the star in it. It's a zombie heist movie set in Las Vegas. Even though the trailer was only like 90 seconds long, I I liked my little sip of it. I liked my little taste sampling of it. I'm excited to see I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes. I I'm
1: excited. I'm I'm interested in the heist aspect because it's one of those things where it's like, well, if society has fallen, what is the use of money at this point? And it makes me think it's gonna be closer to like the Dead Rising video games where society has fallen, but also not to the ex like there's zombies and it's bad and everything. But society hasn't fallen completely off the map. Like there's hot. There's like spots that you can like cities you can live in where it's habitable and there's like a civilization there. So I'm kind of interested to see if it's gonna be like that or how the aspect of the heist like what role money plays in this world.
0: Right. That's a, that's a that's an interesting thought that I didn't exactly think about. The only thing that I was thinking about was this is so in line with his roots doing the, because the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Like you remember that back from like 2004.
1: Yeah, I I actually because of this movie that's how I found out that he was the one that did it. But like to to do my movie trailer voice in a world where money is worthless because there's living is the only thing. What point does money serve?
0: Right. That that is a fair point. I I don't know. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to see. I I don't know. I guess some other notes I have on it. Just uh I don't know the. It's interesting that it's so CGI heavy. Like some of the CGI was a little. A little iffy on, but I don't know. Maybe I just had a bad YouTube connection. Uh, I'm a little worried about how the sets are going to look because it looks like it's extremely CGI heavy. Um, oh, uh, fun fact, too. Oh, so
1: what you're saying is you don't
0: blindly trust Zack Snyder? No, I'll calm down. I, Liar. One interesting one interesting fact. Did you know that um, a disgraced comedian, Chris D'Elia, has been edited out of that movie for Tick Notaro? <laughs> No, I did not know that Chris D'elia had anything to do with this. He was going to be in the movie, but then what they did was hire Tignataro, and what they did was just shoot her on a green screen and had people like feed the other characters' lines, so she was like acting with other people, even though she was just on a green screen by herself. And they're editing her in over Chris D'elia, like they're scrubbing out Chris and then just adding her in on top of it.
1: <laughs> interesting. That's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I, I read that a while ago, and I just thought it was hilarious. It was like, oh, the computers can literally do anything, I guess. <laughs> uh, I would
1: say computers can make movies, but we've known that since, like, the 90s.
0: Yeah, thanks, Toy Story. Thanks,
1: George Lucas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway, um, our last trailer that we wanted to talk about, too. Uh, Slacks. Uh, Slacks. If you Slacks, think this you movie that? needs
1: Nicolas Cage, that was my first thought, too. <laughs> Do you pronounce it slack or slacks? Because it's two X's. I think it's slacks. Because you call you call pants slacks, and that's what this movie is—is is pants the movie? Okay,
0: but yeah, it's it's two X's instead of S L A C K S. Uh, and yeah, this movie might single-handedly convince me to keep my shutter <laughs> subscription. Uh, it looks hilarious. <laughs> it is. If you haven't seen the trailer, it is evil Nazi pants that have the letters SS sewn on the butt and people get locked in the mall because they think there's a killer on the loose. When really it's evil possessed pairs of pants. Need I say more?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This looks hilarious.
0: I I'm excited. I've I, if you have to come over and just watch it on shutter with me, we are going to watch this movie. This looks ridiculous and funny and bloody. The trailer had a lot more blood in it than I was expecting. (laughs) Did did you say what the release date is? Uh there is no release date. Um it was at a film festival. Uh shoot, I forgot what festival it said, but uh it was in a film festival and uh it got bought by Shutter and it's just going to drop in 2021. It didn't have a specific date yet.
1: At at the time that it's coming out, I think you'll probably be living closer to me. So, oh, I'm sure I'm sure I will. I I, I bet it won't come out until the summer. Yeah, so at that point you definitely should be living closer to me and yeah, I, I... If the runtime isn't ridiculously long, like if it's not like yeah, this movie's like two hours and fifteen minutes. If it's if it's the hour thirty, it should be.
0: Oh my god! If this I'm, if I'm, this
1: I'm fully in.
0: If this movie's longer than a hundred minutes max, I will be shocked. There's no way it's longer than that. <laughs> it's probably gonna be ninety five or ninety.
1: I want to watch the pants movie.
0: I the and you, someone's, gonna,
1: someone's gonna be like, you mean Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? No, I mean about the the murderous pants movie. Sisterhood yeah. of the Traveling Pants too. <laughs>
0: No, the evil the evil Nazi pants.
1: <laughs> this movie looks really stupid. This this movie looks like a spiritual successor to Willy's Wonderland that I am down for. I I'm a hydro I like high concept horror comedy
0: I'm down with. Like most like there's not really any idea that you could pitch me that's high concept horror that I'm not at least going to wanna to at least see the trailer for. And this
1: Don't, <laughs> don't give me mindless murder man. Give me mindful murder pants uh-huh. uh, clever clever boy
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> alright then well with that uh, we're at a news stories uh, so tell you what we're gonna take a break and then when we come back we're gonna remind you what movies we reviewed this week we'll be right back <music> all right everybody welcome to our first review of the week it is a brand new film that is on hulu that came out last year it's possessor like i said at the top it is from director and writer brandon cronenberg there it is (laughs) brandon of course is the son of acclaimed director david cronenberg who did crash uh video drone the fly uh one of my favorite films, uh, A History of Violence. Tons of great films. Uh, Brandon's
1: finally coming into his own as a director. Wait, wait, that just it just hit me. David Cronenberg did Crash.
0: No, uh, not the one that you're thinking of. He did. A, oh, okay. He did a movie called Crash, and I want to say '96. It was about people. Well, okay, definitely not the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, you know, you know the '90s Crash. No, uh, it's about people who have survived bad car wrecks that. Heal each other by, let's say, getting off together by it witnessing car like crashes. like a laugh riot. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> David Spade's in it. Uh, <laughs> it's actually in the Criterion Collection, believe it or not. David
1: Spade's just sitting there and he's like, this is just like my career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, amazing, amazing. Is David Spade one of the people horrifically injured in a car wreck? Uh, Yeah,
0: he's the main character in that movie.
1: That's not funny. <laughs>
0: But anyway, uh, David is Brandon's father. Uh, Brandon doesn't have a lot of credits to his name. Ah. Nice. that that I'll, I'll let that slide. That was a good interruption. <laughs> anyway, Brandon wrote and directed this movie,
1: finally coming into his own. And it, Directors the... always worry about their contributions to film. That's it... my contribution to film is belching inappropriately when I don't need to. <laughs> this film casting nick cage in every movie and constantly making fun of olive garden also i was listening to some old episodes and i got one i got a joke that we need to bring back that we dropped pretty quickly after not reviewing the movie midway do you remember our joke from the movie midway that we didn't review
0: oh yep yep dick best (laughs) i actually watched midway or not all of it i fell asleep because i started it kind of late but i did watch about 45 minutes to an hour of Midway just on my own. <laughs> and I Dude. I sent you a video when he first walks on screen and the characters go, Dick Best! And they shake yeah. hands.
1: <laughs> Except they're shaking penises. Um, but uh, speaking of Dick Best, this movie, you we actually could cast Dick Best in this movie because there are multiple dicks to pick from for who is Dick Best.
0: Yeah, Yes, yes, there are. Um, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, the stars, of course... <laughs> i didn't even say the stars. We're getting that to a second shut up
1: nick it's not important about penises
0: here hold on i just gotta read the stars because this cast is pretty cool uh andrea riseborough she's the lead actress christopher abbott uh is the lead actor and then they're supporting and his penis <laughs> yes uh and then supporting roles from sean bean and jennifer jason lee they round his
1: jockstrap and bra <laughs> get it because they're supportive. <laughs> just a heads up i don't really like this movie so i'm trying to entertain myself because i was incredibly bored during it
0: yes well which
1: if you watch if you're a fan of ours and you watched it that's probably the biggest shocker in show history is that i didn't like the artsy movie
0: yes yes this that's a good segue into the hot takes now that i've read the cast and crew um
1: hot takes I want some hot cakes from somewhere for breakfast
0: (laughs) cinnabon why not cinnabon they make hot cakes don't they
1: I don't live near a mall. I do well. Yes, you do.
0: <laughs> I bought a Criterion movie like ten minutes away from your house. <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> I would have. I would love to go to that mall, except for I don't understand. I don't want to go out in public and just walk around when I have nothing to buy. Thanks, COVID.
0: <laughs> that's I. That's so
1: funny you say that
0: because I've gone. Well, not since I was in quarantine up until now, but the last two weeks I haven't been able to go out and buy stuff. Like I would, I was going out and buying, like I was treating myself to a 4k movie every week. Like just because he was
1: getting jet skis and paintings and bow hunting equipment and a trailer for a boat that he didn't even own. Actually,
0: I actually need to buy, um, I need to buy a new Roku because I didn't realize the Roku I bought doesn't do Dolby Vision, and my TV does do Dolby Vision. So you, I,
1: <laughs> you need to get fishing equipment because spring's coming up, and hopefully, if you're able to, well, either way no matter what happens, you live close enough. We could go fishing, and I could show you what I'm doing when we're not recording the show, and the weather's good. It, I was gonna say emphasis on the weather's good because I know what you do
0: when it's not. <laughs> When, it, when it's not involving the outdoors, I know you have any one of six sports games on.
1: <laughs> Dan, Dan's like, emphasis on when the weather's good, because I don't want to go out there when it's 96 degrees and 95% humidity like you do, and just take fish out of the water and be like, i ah, look at it, and put it back.
0: Yeah, I'm very much the house cat of this podcast relationship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the outdoors. <laughs> oh, speaking of the outdoors, this, by the way, I really don't want to talk about this movie. Um... <laughs> Speaking of the outdoors, (laughs) I was able to go run today for the first time in a while. February has been pretty bad for me running because I hurt my hip, uh, I hurt my back, the snow, and us quarantining and everything that went on. I basically have had to not run, like, two and a half to three weeks in a four-week-only month. (laughs) Um, So I was able to go running today for the first time in a very long time, and I weighed in afterward, and I am down... 19 pounds from when i started in december so Woo. suck that's, on that. that by the time we record brownie bites on friday there is a very good possibility i could be down a whole 20 pounds Woo. and then i will eat fast food
0: <laughs> yes that as is tradition i don't blame you that's actually that's honestly awesome that that really is cool like especially with all the downtime you had that is
1: awesome that you've gone 20 yeah. pounds
0: in roughly like a month uh, a month with all the time you took
1: off <laughs> <laughs> uh this i started very early december so basically oh i thought you started two, new year okay two months no no no. i started i actually started here's what happened thanksgiving happened and then like the week after thanksgiving i've walked I've, I've said it before i was walking upstairs and was like look i got too winded and then i weighed in and just was like well here's the diet i have to do and i know how to go exercise
0: and then i started doing it nice and that's having the will to do it is bigger than anything else. All the other stuff falls in line as long as you have the, the discipline.
1: <laughs> Look, I got a big will. Dan on Letterboxd has a big D in his name. It's all good.
0: Yes, I do. And I've been very active on there. Thank God I'm actually going back to work, so <laughs> I won't be on Letterboxd as much, but um, <laughs> I do have a lot of recommendations on there. I didn't I didn't go out of my way to watch any movies that were deliberately bad, but <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yes. Anyway, to the movie in question. Now that we've talked for uh, almost 10 minutes, other <laughs> other discussing a movie? Yes, we're talking Possessor. Um hot take on it. Uh Yeah, not a surprise. I like this movie. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of this movie. Um I think it's a really a really uh ambitious movie. I can see the ambition and I can see the talent and influence that uh Brandon has from his dad. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of shades of David in this. Like I there was a lot of I'm not as versed with his filmography, but I from the couple Cronenberg titles I've seen, I could tell Brandon learned from his dad. But I I I I see a lot of great potential in style uh from him. I think he I think in another couple films he's going to be up there as a really talented like one of the top tier talented indie directors, honestly. And this is a pretty this is a pretty good start in the right direction. This movie's dark It is uncompromisingly violent, and uh, it's got good performances. Uh, I think uh, everybody does really well, um, especially with what Chris has to do, playing somebody with somebody in his head. I think Chris does a great job whenever Andrea is on screen. It's face-off, except artsy. Yeah, and a lot more violent. I watched face-off while I was in quarantine, and it's a lot more violent than face-off, surprisingly. (laughs) But, uh, But no, I... I admire the tone of this movie. I think for as bizarre a movie, it, uh, a story this movie has, I think um, the the visual style complements it really well. I kind of like the dark places that it goes to, um, especially in the last act. But um, I, I guess my biggest critiques with it is that like it's people say this about Christopher Nolan movies. You want emotionally distant characters. <laughs> this makes Christopher Nolan's movies look like Shakespeare with how emotionally distant you are from these characters. Um, and I, it's a little slow in moments here and there. Like you texted me a lot about the pace of the movie. This a movie little. is really slow, but a little, but I, but I, I still enjoyed it for the most part. I wasn't ever bored. Um, I was curious to see how all the twists and turns were going to play out by the last act. Um, I really like high concept sci-fi movies. um, And I like that this was uh, a character study inside, Uh, not just the concept is like the hook, like you get to, I don't know. I was really curious about Andrea's character, like how this machine that puts her into another person's body was actually messing with her psyche. Like I like that element of the story too. Uh, It's a, it's a fun watch. If you can stomach the horrific violence that's in this movie, by the way, this was Possessor Uncut on Hulu. If you haven't watched it yet, so yeah, this this is the cut of the movie that would have gotten an NC-17 for very good reasons. Um, but yeah, uh,
1: all the balls.
0: G- yeah, and characters getting shot in the face. Um, multiple characters. My balls. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, that's that's more or less my hot take on this. It's a it's a good sci-fi movie. It's not. It's not great. It's not going to make my top 10 or anything, but it's a it's a really promising start to Brandon's career. On our rating scale, a contender for best film of the year is a movie so good. You are a full pan of brownies with icing sprinkles, all the fixings on top of it. A pretty good movie overall is a full pan of brownies. A so-so 50-50 is a half pan of brownies. A pretty bad movie with maybe one good thing going for it is a single brownie. And a contender for worst film of the year is a movie so bad. You do not even qualify as a brownie. You are a cookie full of raisins. I give possessor a full pan. It's I it's a fun time. It's not perfect, but I if you're into uh looking out these artsy films for lack of a better word, um hey, this is a, this is a pretty cool watch and uh but yeah, do not watch if you have a weak stomach whatsoever. It earned its uncut subtitle. Um Nick, you've already kind of alluded to it. Well, I guess just sum up your hot take.
1: <laughs> my hot take is my last note. I won't remember this in a few days, cookie. Um Like I said, this might come as a shock to people. I didn't like the artsy movie and we actually Dan said, I finally got it in writing and I kind of learned how big pacing matters to me in a movie. Um, if pacing is an issue where it drags right off the bat, I will immediately not care about the movie. Um, yeah, it was and it was and that's this movie. It was identical. Uh, you said it was what You said it was what seven notes in, so probably within like the first 20 minutes of the movie, I said I want to turn this off.
0: Yeah, when I was reading your notes after I watched the movie, it dawned on me that this was the same issue you had with Blade Runner because Blade Runner 2049 specifically it, is as slow it, it, as this movie.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about Blade Runner 2049 through this movie a lot. And I I mean that not necessarily in oh this movie reminds me of it it just it reminds me of my experience watching it um and by that I mean I just remember sitting there through so much of it like I'm sure this is fantastic but my god move on and have something happen I don't need all this setup you're um, you're not a you're not a movie goer
0: that enjoys the atmosphere taking as much time as it feels like, like you're not one to admire the art direction when it sits on it for like 30 seconds.
1: <laughs> I'm one of those guys where I'm like, Hey, I can see it. I can see the room too. Let's get on with some sh-. like, let's get going, man. And that's a big <laughs> problem with this movie. Um, what about the listeners? Or Sorry. Finish your thoughts. I'm sorry. Uh, For listeners expecting to hear me go on like really big, angry, crazy rants about this movie. I really feel nothing like, I give this movie a cookie on our scale, and what's funny is I expect to not have this in my bottom five. Like, say I only have five bottom five or five cookies by the time we do our bottom five. I fully expect to not include this and just have a single brownie on there in its place. I don't think this move I don't think this movie's bad at all. I I I really don't. It is the definition, like twenty four, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, um, and a couple other movies we've covered on here. Where I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm saying it is very much not my lane. Um, You're cool. You're cool and all, but you are boring as hell. <laughs> really?
0: Like okay. <laughs> I am. I am. I am just making fun of you a little bit. But.
1: It's. It's that. De- like dude. To define it, it literally is the. I can't even define how I feel, like define it, but like, it's just that one thing where you just like, you look at it and you're like, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying I don't enjoy it. And it's, and that's a personal preference thing. And that's fully this movie. I personally don't like, I don't like it I, or I don't like anything in it. I don't really find anything that entertaining. Um I find some stuff really bizarre just for the sake of being bizarre. And it sticks out really hard to me. Um, Like the guy's job in this movie it is his job that's a really strange job um but none of the characters sucked me in nothing hooked me in um i i do have one complaint and i feel really weird making this complaint because it's an artsy movie so of course it's going to have a lot of it i felt like the nudity was incredibly forced in this movie like and we'll get to it in spoilers because it like one of the things involving nudity spoils something but there are times where it's just like why are you getting naked? Like what does that serve the scene in getting naked? Um but yeah, I it exists. I will never watch it again. I found no enjoyment in it, but I I like some like uh if someone like Dan were to be like, "I really like it. It's not it's not a great movie, but I think it's a good movie." I would be like, "Yeah, I get it. I just I don't like it." Yeah, I I get what you're saying.
0: You can appreciate the artistic merit that's in it but this is not a movie that you go out of your way for literal enjoyment
1: <laughs> i i can appreciate it doesn't mean i like it but i can appreciate it
0: yeah like i like i'll i'll i mean we'll just My go ahead throw up the spoiler flag full cookie or full pan from me cookie for you um i we'll get into the actual spoilers but i want to start off with just a question about um what you thought of the the sequences when uh, andrea and chris's characters were literally like fighting in the mind like with all the optical effects they did with the lighting and the lenses like the the really trippy screaming at each other and like you know i'm talking about those montages
1: so the fun thing that we forgot to mention um in my hot take uh but dan could see it from my notes i take notes a lot more than dan like i Mainly because I'm writing like jokes and quips, where if we were doing like a commentary, it'd be a throwaway joke line, like sarcastic quip. I take a lot of notes because it's just me like making jokes throughout the movie. I barely took notes during this movie, and it's largely because after a certain amount of time, I checked out hard. Hard. I stopped paying attention to large chunks of the movie. If you look at my note spacing, I basically took a note like once every 10 minutes after a certain point. Um, I know what scenes you're talking about. I cared so little about the movie. I barely paid attention to them.
0: So nothing, nothing just within like, Oh, something weird is happening. Like glued your eyes to the screen just to be like, what the hell is happening? Like not even that happened. (laughs)
1: Literally. I know the sequences you're talking about where like she in his mind has killed all these people. And then like, his brain's fighting back, and he's remembering what she did, but he didn't do it, but well, it's he physically those, did do it.
0: It's those scenes and, throughout the movie, not just the ending. Like, it's when that happens periodically throughout the movie.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, when that stuff would happen, especially – and it happens a lot towards the end of the movie. I literally was just like, okay. And then I went back to looking at stuff, on, like, taking notes on my phone or looking up just random stuff about, like, the movie or, like, time machines that I wanted to pick. I Yeah, I don't <laughs> – like I said, man, it, neat, this isn't mine. I don't, I, like, if you were like, oh, we got a shot to talk to this director about his movie, I literally would tell you, I was like, can you just do it by yourself?
0: Oh, my God. If Brandon is actually listening to this, I would love to talk to him. I, would, I mean, I would try not to ask him only questions about his dad, but.
1: <laughs> I would just be like, dude, what's with all the nudity in this movie? Like, why is there some Like, I had a note in this movie. And I, I was like, I am 45 minutes in and there have been three, three sex scenes. There's that's a- one every 15 minutes. There's
0: actually, um, I'm trying to find it. The, um, there was something that he said about, um, here we go. Here's the, what he was talking about with, the uh, with Holly, um, uh or no not not there here it is um it's a scene specifically about um Voss having well her male genitalia um
1: (laughs) uh the scene that i wrote the scene that i wrote yes you do have a dick
0: yeah it's a little it's a little where it
1: takes her three solid minutes to walk around this apartment and see that she's in this guy's body and then see that she's got a penis even though this is what she does for her job all the time is she switches into other people's bodies and does stuff Also, I don't know why they were doing this. Well, it was... Well, I... I could say. I guess it was just...
0: that's Maybe that's just her daily... That's just her routine every time she gets into a guy's body. But, um... No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, I don't know why she switched into his body. Like, like I said, I checked out pretty hard pretty early in this movie. So, I'm not holding it against this movie. I know for sure it was said. I just did not care to listen to it at that point.
0: Jennifer Jason Lee said that the client that hired her wanted to climb the ladder. It was, I believe, um... the the girlfriend's brother. I believe it was the girlfriend's brother or someone else related to the family. I don't remember the specific relative but the specific relative hired the company to kill Sean Bean uh, and then have the guy kill himself too. Um, I can't remember if the original plan had the girlfriend or not but killing them essentially would get this guy sent up the ladder faster via the murder. That was what the reason was. But um, the trivia I wanted to read here was about um, another one that you haven't really alluded to that much is when uh, her character has a penis <laughs> during one of her like four sex scenes um, because Brandon originally didn't have originally had that in the script and then wrote it out but then when he casted Andrea uh, here it is uh, upon casting Andrea. Uh, the two had a conversation in which uh, Andrea suggested the idea of us having male genitalia, which delighted Cronenberg and made him feel like she was reading his mind. So the scene was rewritten back into its original form, and that is why it is in the movie. And I actually kind of like that one. That it's it's not just because it's an Olive Garden scene. I kind of like that we get to see like literally in that mind sphere that it's still her, but in the male body like the way it kind of in that intimate of a moment like the visualization of just like yes it's her mind but it's that body like i don't know i just kind of thought that was kind of a cool creative choice like in that montage kind of moment instead of just like having the straight sex scene like we actually get to go in the mind and see her and then like try to be in her shoes just like oh i'm doing something male but i'm female like i don't know it was i I thought it was kind of interesting for that scene all the other all the other sex scenes i agree with you were borderline
1: unnecessary the most unnecessary one is his job like i don't understand what his job is he just like goes to this building they're like all right today we want you to focus on drapes literally the line is we want you to focus on drapes and so he goes in and it's like oh it's this lady and she's dancing with the drapes in the background or they're uh, they're sheer blinds and they're blue. Okay, we cut to this next video of this kid talking into a phone. There's no drapes. Okay, next video is some woman getting pounded. And just some dude's balls wander into frame. And then he's like, oh, i got to focus on this axe. And they're like, hey, focus on the drapes. And he's like, oh, the drapes, they're brown and they're, they're, uh, they're safe through okay you gotta be faster about this next time and then like it's just what is what is
0: he doing honestly i can't i can't remember what his specific job was i just remember that he there's the scene after that when he goes back to the apartment and the uh the girlfriend's got all the other girlfriends over and they talk about like how she could just tell her dad hey give him a better job but He's cool with it just being a bottom rung job. Whatever the whatever exactly it is, it's just all I can remember specifically is that yeah, it's a bottom rung job and I I don't know. Hey, give him a better job.
1: How about hey, give him an actual like job. What is he doing? That's not a job. That's a weird thing. Let me It's l- so it's so bizarre. It's almost like it's a psychological study except it's a job cuz like they establish he has a friend at work and what why is this a thing that they're doing
0: well it's it's I movie's gonna movie i guess like it's but that's that's it's a high concept sci-fi movie it's like it's this company that has mastered this technology where they can literally implant someone's uh someone's consciousness into somebody else like and it's not just a simple like possession like they kidnap the guy sedate him put a chip in his head And then via Bluetooth, I guess, send her into his head, which is kind of like, okay. but you get the other elements of like we get a lot of moments where the connection is bad because the host is starting to fight back. And we get and we see right in the very beginning of the movie where she had just come out of a job in a horrifically bloody uh, prologue to this movie um she gets to take she has to take a psych test to make sure that she's mentally still okay like little details like that made it fascinating to me that it's not that simple because usually when you see a movie like this like i don't know they don't they kind of just gloss over like the side effects
1: the reason that that stuff didn't work on me very well is very quickly i started going oh this is just artsy horror inception very quickly like I sent you my notes, dude. Almost, let me see the first time I mentioned Inception.
0: It was like your third note. I want to say like it was you said you, it was a combination. You fourth. said it was a combination of Inception and The Matrix, which is not a bad fourth, comparison.
1: Fourth note is her saying "pull me out," and this being about brain implants, make me think that this is going to be horror Inception. Is the fourth note, and that's right after she has the gun in her mouth. Um, and then yeah, later on in the movie, I did mention. Um, the matrix with it too but yeah i this i don't know i mean i it's original ish like yeah it's inception wasn't about a brain implant but it was people going out and then going into someone's body like the scene where she's trying to mimic all the speech patterns reminds me of when they're trying to figure out how Tom Berenger talks in Inception and carries himself to trick him in the dream. Um, the part about the psych evaluation. The psych evaluation is just totems from Inception. That's all it is. It's it's like,
0: I, I mean, she doesn't take that. Except,
1: except it's tweaked. It's not literally they come out and then, okay, we got to like roll a dice or spin a top to make sure we're not in this person's world anymore. It's tweaked. But that's all it is—is is what are physical objects you can identify specifically to you that uh, will help you know that uh, your your brain is okay. That's totems from Inception.
0: It is to that degree. I see. I see what you're saying. I like I in this. There's a
1: lot. Of, there's a lot of things I feel like are taken from Inception, and then they're like, okay, what if we tweak it enough where it's kind of Inception? It's it's got traces
0: of Inception for sure, but in this case, it's definitely more in line with just like, just uh, just murder for hire, like mild elements of Inception, but in a murder for hire kind of scenario. Like I I yeah. I, I, I akin this movie to like a like a Black Mirror episode. Um, i I've, I've seen that whole series twice. I know you've seen a handful of episodes. I
1: think it's artsier than Black Mirror, which is to its detriment because had it been more like a Black Mirror episode, I probably would have liked it a lot.
0: I yeah, this is way more stylized than your average Black Mirror episode. Like, even Bandersnatch wasn't as stylized as this was. <laughs> yeah. but I that's kind of like what I like about it. Like, I mean, it does, it does, it does meander a little bit. I'm not saying that I was engrossed the whole time. Every every now and then, I kind of was just like, all right, let's move it along a little bit. But I, I like Cronenberg's style, and I like that he tried to involve the psychology of the characters as much as possible, and not just make it just a strictly a hyper violent hitman movie like he did try to have elements of character psychology and character study in this like how how men how is the mentality of andrea's character gonna be destroyed by uh this character's host like fighting back and not shooting himself and like not letting her exactly get to do what she wants like I thought that was kind of a cool element that like um that's a cool that's kind of a cool spin on this idea like I never I mean, I haven't seen that many movies where this happens, where somebody takes over someone else's body. But I, I, I don't know. It was, it was effective enough. It, it was, it was a really interesting idea. I thought. I don't know what to comment to that. I... Like, <laughs> what did you think of um, Sean Bean being in this movie, uh, adding to his repertoire uh, of is, Sean Bean dies the and most, everything?
1: <laughs> he is the most inaccurate billionaire of all time. Because what billionaire wears that many bracelets?
0: Dude, he's the he he crossed that money threshold where I've heard people say it before that like he's so rich that he doesn't need to show his his status like his status is I have so much money I don't need to buy the Apple Watch or the Tesla like I, I can walk around like a bum that's my style like that's how much money I have he's in that I
1: upper love, upper echelon. I, I love that after he tells off the guy about like oh we're just talking about how it feels to fail as a parent and here you are. I love that afterward he goes in there and he's like, I feel like you owe me an apology. And then he says something about like his daughter blowing him or something. And I was just like, I love the fact that the, they're just like hinging it on. All right, just get super, dr- act super drunk and be really vulgar. And then when he sneaks in to kill him, I like that. He, he's like, here's a gun. So I can say that you tried to attack me. Cause your fingerprints will be on it. And then I defended myself with, this thing and I beat you to death it's like that's cool you still broke back into a house you were kicked out of so it's still breaking and entering and then he shoots the lady in the back and I was like Wh- whatever but it doesn't it doesn't matter though because it's somebody
0: else like she is not going to get in trouble and in theory she was going to be murder suicided or just kill her kill himself so to say like it didn't work the first time so obviously that was a, a what's it that was a precursor to oh she can't kill herself again and now the host takes advantage like that's where the whole point of that conflict is is that she can do everything except literally pull the trigger to like finish the job when she gets pulled out of the mind which is i mean i mean i'm just saying like that wouldn't that wouldn't matter like <laughs> she doesn't care how messy it
1: is as long as the dude dies <laughs> yeah no that's the other thing too is like well they need to make sure that he dies Is like okay well, they sure why? made sure that... don't you just have him go to the party and shoot the guy? Just in the party, he's like, walk up, he's like, pop, pop. And then he's like, because that one girl at the other party just walks straight in and just stabs the dude in the stomach.
0: That is true. The I didn't, I didn't think of that. That is true. Like, why the narrative for that prologue was cool with her just stabbing the guy in the middle of the party, but the narrative for this job had to be and so much like, more at intricate. the
1: other at the other party there's like 80 to 100 witnesses right yeah and she just walks up stabs the dude in the stomach cuts his throat stabs him some more like make sure he's dead and then they're like all right pull me out and then they do the test this time they go to a party with like the same amount of witnesses and he just hangs out and they're like all right the plan is get drunk and then like verbally assault the guy and then like have him try and beat you up and then you can kill him in self-defense like why don't you just stab him again like Maybe we, I don't get I don't get why all of a sudden you have to be incognito except the last time you had a murder where you were in someone else's body you just straight up stabbed the guy in a room full of people. Maybe it has to do with like it, it's got to do with
0: the narrative. I'm I'm kind of thinking out loud of this. It's kind it's kind of cuz like why would they wouldn't go out of their way to just murder people? Cause I mean, they could in another movie, they could just be like, Hey, we know how to murder people. We can just do it. But I, it's because they got hired by somebody that wants to climb the ladder, but they can't until the person dies. They had to, they, it, it couldn't just be random. Like I, they, they, they had to set it up a little bit. So at least there would be a little bit of a narrative logic as to like, Oh, well this guy that married into the family or was trying to marry into the family, just snapped and then this guy's just the beneficiary of this guy that happened to go crazy. Like, I guess they, I I don't know.
1: That's, that's the best defense that I have. If for you it. say so, I just think it's bad writing.
0: It's, it's, I, I don't think it's bad writing. I mean, it's, it's part of the movie's logic. Like this, it fits with the movie's logic, but I mean, yeah, if you wanted to, there could have been a million other ways that you could have killed this guy. And then the guy would have been just the coincidental beneficiary of it. But, <laughs> um, gosh, what other, um, other thing was really interesting in this movie. Uh, Oh, (coughs) you want to talk about the,
1: the plant that they have, the, who tries to help, like get her out of the guy's body. Yeah. Uh, did that
0: throw, I know, I know you're so checked out in the movie at that point, but, uh, that, that twist worked on me pretty well.
1: I was genuinely surprised when that happened. He's the only person other than any, any friend of the wives, like, Okay, all the people you see him interact with are people that he knows through his wife or girlfriend or whatever she is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy is the only person you see interact specifically with him that has no interaction with the wife. I wasn't that surprised that they were like, we have a plant. It's like, of course, it's the guy that has nothing to do with the wife and him. It's the one random guy that just knows him only. I didn't find it that surprising.
0: Well, when it when it dawned on me that it was the friend, like when you see it, like it was co- like I was shocked that, like, oh, are you asking? Am I surprised there was a plant? No, 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 no. I'm saying like that, that, that. Well, I guess I am, yeah, because I was. No, I should have. I, 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 realized after the fact, like I should have realized that there was a safety net. Like this job was clearly like hyped yeah, up and, as important. And enough. to to
1: clarify for listeners, when we say plant, we mean he was planted there. Like he's not like a shrubbery, like. This guy was put there by the company to help. Um Yeah, he was a sa- like, he was a safety uh, net. Yeah, he's not like a fern or anything. Um But yeah, I wasn't all that surprised that they had someone there as a safety net just because of the high stakes of what's going on. I was like, they're going to have some sort of fallback plan. That's a that's a credit to Brandon for
0: getting me invested enough that I didn't think that that was going to happen like I was invested enough in like the immediate action that I didn't consciously think ahead like oh no there's no way that they're gonna just hang her out to dry and just like not try to save their best asset because they called her the best asset like multiple times like she was the best uh person she was the best employee of the company i guess it was pretty i was it was cool though like i i thought and i i I also see
1: i thought the sequence was a little on the nose and i was actually worried it was about to be another sex scene of where when he gets on top of her and like chokes her out to take control of his body back i uh i i literally as soon as he got on top of her and straddled her i was like please no i don't want another sex scene that is completely unnecessary and forced and thankfully they didn't do that
0: i thought that was a cool visualization of what the test was to like bring him out and
1: i thought it was incredibly on the nose Oh, mainly I, because yeah mainly because we just had uh us like a year ago and I was like we had someone battle their shadow self and this is kind of the same thing except I don't think done as well
0: yeah I mm, I didn't nah I disagree with that it does it didn't I don't have us parallels with this but like it's I think I, I thought that was a cool way to start like the final act of the movie like when they're really fighting each other and like uh after they have the first of many like inner mind battles he wait she wakes up and sees that she shot the dude and then decides to go back to her home but then the guy takes over and uh the chris or whatever the actor's name like threatens to kill the guy and then ends up doing it because andrea is just like well go ahead do it like Everything that played out in the last couple minutes in the apartment, in the house, just, well, one, I was grossed out because of how bloody and disgusting it was. Like, again, it, this movie's uncompromisingly violent. <laughs> but then it was, oh, my God. And then the kid gets shot in the face. That
1: doesn't happen
0: ever. <laughs> Only so, Lars Trier does that.
1: <laughs> so. I feel bad saying this, but the entire time that they were in that house, every time they showed a mark past that staircase, the first thing that popped in my mind was Harry Potter was living underneath the stairs.
0: <laughs> wait, hold, wait, elaborate on this
1: more. What? <laughs> it, Dude, it just made me think. I was like, oh yeah, they're British and they're walking by this house. And oh, look, they're walking in and the staircase is right there. And oh, I bet there's Harry Potter under the staircase. Like that. Uh, that's how little I was paying attention.
0: <laughs> I thought you were making a commentary of like, that's where the kid like hides because mommy's never home and doesn't like dad or something. Like,
1: <laughs> I do like that the kid gets shot in the face. I, I'm a big fan of that. Like, I, no, no, no. And I'm not even saying it as a joke. Like, I'm just I'm a big fan of a movie that has the balls to kill a kid on screen, not have the kid die and die off screen. The kid gets murdered on screen. I like a move that's okay. That's like a one, the compliment I can't give the movie is good for you for having the balls to make us to have no one be safe in a movie. Truly.
0: Yeah. I, by by the way, like based on how little you were receptive to this movie, uh, you've gotten the house that Jack built taken off the watch list because that's two hours and 45 minutes. And you will hate that movie. Even though a kid gets shot okay. in the face in that movie too, I am taking it off the watch list because you will hate that movie.
1: (laughs) So with, with you saying that, I will say this. Now that it's coming to the time of year where hopefully you can possibly move even closer to where I'm living at, we can hang out even more. Just given the fact that you said that and the fact that there's a possibility you might be even closer to where I live, if that were true and I hated that movie and you're like, it's two hours and 45 minutes when it ended, I would have driven to where you were living at, knocked on your door, and just slapped you in the face and drove home.
0: Oh, I would, I'm I'm okay with the next time, like, once I'm even further away from having just been sick, like, maybe, let's say, another two or three weeks out from making sure I'm okay, (laughs) I'll come over to your house and I'll show you literally, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie and let you decide if you'd want to keep watching it or not. Like <laughs> I, I can
1: tell you right now, I won't want to watch it. If you if you said you got the house that Jack Belt taken off because of how much you like disliked this movie, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch it then.
0: No, you're no. It's you're you would hate that movie so much. <laughs> like I thought it'd be interesting, like, because it's really dark like this movie is and it's about the five murders that defined the serial killer's life. But it moves just as slow as this, even though there's the shock value of the violence intermittent in
1: during all five well, of the sequences. That's, I, <laughs> that's something that I want to talk, like, actually thinking about, I want to I bring up. We talked about, like, how pacing uh, has got brought to the forefront of being an issue for me with movies. Like, you even said, you're like, wow, I got it in writing that pacing is a huge issue for you. And we talked about it, and I was like, yeah, like... This Blade Runner 2049, like movies like that, like I'm thinking of ending things. (laughs) I'm thinking of ending things where I kept talking about the pacing being an issue with a movie is like, I guess it's something that I don't really think about until it's problematic. And if it's even slightly problematic, it is a massive problem (laughs) for me for liking a movie first. Like I always talk about, like, I care about sound design. I care about like, um, you care about performances and stuff like that. You care about sound pacing as is, much as
0: I care about cinematography.
1: Yeah, pacing is apparently a huge thing for me that I just never think about until it's problematic, and I'm like, yeah, now I have a problem. It
0: made um, me. Th- it made me think about what the ultimate turnoff for a movie for me is, and I, I don't, I don't know, because I. Will enjoy. I find, I usually find something to enjoy in most movies, but so I had to think of like what my worst movies were last year. And
1: it's action for the sake of action, I can tell you right now.
0: Action for the sake of action is definitely in the top five, but like I guess the ultimate turnoff is when characters' personality traits just are not there. Like when characters are kind of just exposition holes and don't have a personality, they're just like. They just move and do things in the plot based on convenience and. So, so Jar
1: Jar Binks and Gergi.
0: Yeah, I. Well, I mean, side characters are side characters, but like when when I don't that's a joke. when I don't care about like if it's an ensemble or a main character, like if they're if they don't have a personality in their dialogue, that's a massive turnoff for me. Like if there's, I I don't know, like if it's a either a bad actor reading good dialogue or bad dialogue for a good actor that can only make it sound so good. Like if I, if there's no discernible personality trait to a character, like if the writing is that bad, that's something that's a massive turnoff for me. But I I'd put that above action over action, but you're right. I, I hate watching action movies for the sake of action, except John Woo movies.
1: <laughs> Cause I enjoyed the hell out of face off. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, that that for me sums up the movie which is it's a pay, it's a pacing movie and if you don't like slow pacing like we even talked about it like there's got to be something that happens very early on that raises the stakes of something in the movie and pulls me in or I'm out yeah
0: you it's you have a you have a, a, a very specific set of guidelines for a hook. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like in the like like in terms of writing, like when you're reading something, if something doesn't hook you in like the first paragraph of an article or a book, you stop reading it. And you have a yeah. very specific guideline for the hook of a movie, kind of in that same way.
1: Like, like an entire movie series I didn't watch because the first movie I didn't like. Um, Wait, what was the Hunger that one? Games? The Hunger Games.
0: Oh, I watched that.
1: the first hour of the first Hunger Games and nothing really happened, and I gave up and I went upstairs and I started just like watching TV and my parents were watching it in the living room. I'm not even kidding you. I wasn't even fully upstairs and I heard like stuff start, or I was upstairs for two minutes. I heard stuff start going on like big action scenes and stuff. And the like the next <laughs> Are you morning, sure it wasn't dad, the
0: Are you sure it wasn't the second one? Because the first one barely has any action in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's the first one I, I like I heard stuff start going on and I was and I was just like eh, I started watching TV and I remember my dad like the next morning told me he goes he's like almost as soon as you gave up on that movie is when stuff started happening by the way and I was like, yeah, but I gave that movie an hour to hook me in and suck me in and it did not. nothing was happening. It was just people talking about the politics of a world in which I don't live. I don't care. And it was a lot was of like, people
0: hiding in trees and yeah, it was, it was really and that, boring.
1: Well, well, the other thing too, that movie's like what, two hours and 15 minutes. I it's two,
0: it's at least two hours. I can't say, I don't remember. Okay. I gave you
1: just under 50% of your runtime for literally anything to happen and suck me in. And you didn't do it. I give up. Like I gave you half your runtime and I just, and I didn't care after half an hour or half the time. Um, So I've not seen like any of the hunger games movies because of that. I was, I've only seen I've only seen the first hour of the first Hunger Games movie, and I was like, I don't care.
0: I would say watch the second one. The second, well, the second one to me is the only one that's any good. One, three, and four are all various degrees of bad, but the second one's actually pretty good. Like if I I would gen, I would recommend that one. I know you're not gonna watch it, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought Catching I'm not, Fire was actually good.
1: I'm I'm not because I I want to know what's going on from the first movie. really like that's why i won't watch any of the movies is because i want to know what's going on from the first thing i want to i want to see how the story progresses and the character progresses because they they drug it out over three or four movies
0: well i'm not gonna watch the
1: lord of the like i'm not gonna watch the lord (laughs) of the rings out of order i've only seen all those movies one time i'm not gonna start with the second movie i'm gonna start with the first one well same thing with hunger games
0: cat won the cat won the hunger games there now you assume she did she's in all four movies yeah now you're ready for the second one that's literally all you need to know from the first one is that cat won and everybody died that she was playing with and like that's it now you're ready for the including now Peta. now you're ready. now you're oh uh no 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 Peta lived but um oh yeah that's yeah that's right Peta lived she lived he or she won yeah now you're good for catching fire which is funny because that's our time machine no <laughs> i'm kidding
1: <laughs> no it's not i picked the time machine um yeah, yeah no we already we already
0: have next week's set <laughs>
1: But um yeah, that's uh, uh, tying it back to this movie, but that's like my big problem with this movie. I will never say that I think this is a terrible movie. Uh but I am going to be a terrible person to discuss it with because it it can't hold my interest. Um it's not an ADHD thing where I need explosions on screen at all times. Clearly, Prisoners is one of my favorite movies of all time. Nothing blows up in that movie. Well,
0: this movie um, had its share of horrific violence too. Like I mean, that's how Yeah. That, and that's a testament to the movie, is that you we see multiple people get shot in the face, and it didn't phase you at all.
1: Yeah, the, I didn't care, like, it, it really is, I just did not get hooked and sucked into the movie. Like, one of my last notes is, oh look, someone's dying, and guess what, I still don't care. That's one of my last notes on the movie.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, I get it, like, now that we've gone through enough, movies like this now it i see the concrete line of evidence it's not it wasn't just a blip with blade runner like you had a bad night or the fact that uh uh, i'm thinking of ending things was a pompous mess uh yeah you don't like movies that are very slowly paced
1: (laughs) well it's it's funny too because like we talked about in uh in brownie bites um why we couldn't record nomad land this week um oh had yeah sorry about the... sorry
0: about that by the way if you didn't listen to our brownie bites where I'm definitely gonna make the apology there
1: too um. <laughs> and I will make the apology because I'm why we couldn't do it um but uh yeah I would i it had we switched Nomad land with this movie like the days we were supposed to watch it like I told you when I when we were talking about nomad land I was like I've not had time to watch I like I won't have time to watch it and record. And also I'm really not in the mood to watch that movie now. Cause I already think I won't like it and I'm in a really terrible mood. Spoiler um, alert. You're not,
0: <laughs> you're not going to like that movie
1: <laughs> at all. But, um, <laughs> but just what I, what I'm getting at is had we replaced this with that, I would have had a very dis like very passionate dislike for this movie because I would have been in a bad mood and it wouldn't have been a fair shake for this movie. A couple days removed from what happened where I was pretty annoyed and I was just like on an even kill when I did watch this movie I was like yeah it's just not my kind of movie like I like I watched the entire thing and I was like none of this is terrible the only complaint I really have against this movie is what's with all the nudity like it feels kind of forced and not real and not needed dude but, I I already But went. that's but that's one complaint of, and that's something pretty typical in an artsy movie so it's kind of expected at this point
0: Dude, I'm gonna go ahead and jump the gun and say that your favorite hockey player could like kiss you on the mouth and sign everything in your room, and that is not going to be enough of a good mood for you to enjoy Nomadland. I know already. I don't. I don't
1: <laughs> want a hockey player to kiss me on the mouth.
0: I, I you, you, knew, You know what I'm saying. Like he could sign your car. He could sign every puck that you have. <laughs> like he could sign your car.
1: He could do. He could do. <laughs> he like gets. A paint pen and walks up to the hood. (laughs) Is that just a giant letters autographs it? It's like. Hell yeah, that's awesome.
0: He could he could give you the biggest high five in his season tickets for the end of time, and that would not be Jim- enough of a good mood for you to enjoy Nomadland. You were going to hate James- that movie.
1: <laughs> James Hetfield calls me from Metallica, and he's like, I'm giving you writing credits on every song we've ever done. Here's an infinite amount of money for the rest of time. And I'm
0: like, all right. Yeah, here's,
1: res- here's back end
0: residual checks from the 80s and residual checks all the way up to now. And no, you are still going to hate Nomadland. I'm just going to give you a heads up, because I went ahead and watched it anyway last week. <laughs> you're yeah, gonna hate that movie. I, I, when i was
1: telling when i was telling dan what was going on is that i for sure could not review that movie i was like did you watch it and he goes yeah you're gonna hate it
0: yeah it's no you you will hate that movie i I'll, I'll save my thoughts for when we actually do it but yeah you're gonna hate that movie dude
1: <laughs> those who sorry uh, who who would you cast nicholas cage to be in this movie oh i I don't have a better
0: answer than just copy what they did with stunt casting Sean Bean and just have Nick Cage be Sean Bean's character. There really isn't anything better, like, unless he played uh, unless he played the husband, but I kind of want him in a bigger role than that, personally. And the only other role that would really fit is just the stunt casting like they did with Sean Bean, frankly. Like, I, I never, I'm never, I don't know, I don't think... I don't think I ever have great answers for this question as of late, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know
1: anybody better, honestly. I would want him to play the guy that gets stabbed at the very beginning of the movie just because I think his faces would be great for like, oh, I'm stabbed. Um. <laughs> or the kid that gets shot in the face. <laughs> for Nick his face on a little reason. kid's body. <laughs> I want I want him to have a horrifically painful death in this movie just for his facial expression like oh it hurts.
0: Dude, not gonna lie, I definitely jumped when the little kid stabbed him in the neck. Like I that was another Literally, thing I I should have saw coming, but I still jumped like, Oh, snap! And
1: then he shot the kid and I was like I saw it I saw it coming from a mile away. Like the moment they walked in the house I was like, All right, everyone's gonna die and the kid's gonna die. And like when he gets stabbed and then, like, rolls over and blindly fires, like, as he's rolling over, is like, it's the kid.
0: Ugh, that was... I didn't think it was going to be extra overkill with the bullets. Like, I thought the kid was just going to stand there and then fall, but then, no, well, just pepper him a little extra just to make sure. <laughs> like, my God. A bang, 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 bang. That was, It's like... <laughs> Ugh, that was horrific to look at, like, the, the graphicness of it. Like, you saw the little kid's head get blown out the back. That was like, oh we're going there <laughs> god damn
1: yeah but i'm 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 done i don't really have anything else to say about this movie it's it's not terrible i'm not i will never say this is a bad movie it is just a very it's a movie that i'm very uninterested in ever seeing again
0: yeah this was like the most not nick movie of all time or close to yeah. <laughs>
1: pretty close
0: and by the way i didn't know that going into this just to remind you like, i i my, pick my movies biggest, that neither of biggest us have seen issue
1: <laughs> My biggest issue going back to the pacing thing really quick. I I meant to say this when we were on it and I forgot to. And then I just remembered now my biggest issue with the pacing is it's fine. If you have long drawn out scenes, if it's building tension, but if it's just, she woke up in a guy's body and is just like aimlessly moving around the apartment and then goes in the bathroom and like, and slowly like takes down the pants to see that she has a penis. And that scene takes two to three minutes. I'm sorry. That doesn't need to be in this. That feels I, like filler.
0: I get what you mean. I, and to each his own. I, I don't mind movies. Like if it's, if it's done for like reasons like this, where I, I would argue it's done for the narrative reasons. And like, it's, it's adding to like the characters themselves. Like I, I'm okay with it. I, I, I completely get where you're coming from though. Like what's not It's not visually not, not stimulating. It's not the right word. Like you don't, you don't find the merit in that literal definition of show me. <laughs> Vis- visual, show me are not more than visual. Yeah,
1: visual stel- storytelling is not something that I will like die on a hill defending.
0: Right. I no. I I, I completely get where you're coming from. Like when it's when it's when it's visual storytelling in like this kind of style. I get it. Like it's it's not it's not for everybody. Like that's why there that's why there's a subgenre art house. So you know which kind of movies or you know which category to not look to <laughs> when you're scrolling through Netflix. <laughs> Even though we watch this yeah. on Hulu. <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah we've been we've been going at this uh for just about how how long we should. I'm out of stuff to talk about too, so we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, it'll be time for our second review of the week. We'll be right back. <music> All right, everybody. (laughs) There it is. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in for this trip into the time machine. As we always do for our second review of the week, we go back and reappraise an older movie that Nick has been picking during the pandemic. And he picked the 2004 superhero hit, Spider Man 2. It I fully
1: was... expected you to be like, Nick, what movie did you pick? And when it when's it from? And I was going to be like, get off my ass. You do some work. And then you did the work. So I didn't have to scold you. I, You, you did the opening. That was good enough. That was
0: <laughs> it was directed. Spider-Man 2 was directed by legendary director Sam Raimi. He did the first Spider-Man, The Evil Dead, Drag Me to Hell, tons of great movies. Uh, and it was written by Alvin sergeant sarget i don't know how to say your last name mr alvin um <laughs> and it's from a story <laughs> and it's from a story by alfred go miles miller and michael chabin i sure i don't know how to say your name either and obviously it's based on the comics written by stan lee and steve ditko it stars toby mcguire kirsten dunst james franco alfred molina and rosemary harris this is Spider-Man 2, man. This dear god, I still remember this being the 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 gold standard of superhero movies for what would that have been? Roughly 3 years, only 3 years until uh The Dark Knight in 2007. Yeah. Or what was but
1: it? It was it what's funny is superhero movies at that point were what 20 almost 25 years old at that point really. Like since the uh, '80s, 1980, Batman to me is when superhero movies really kicked off because that's when they started getting taken seriously, and you could actually make a good one. Um, and shout out to Blade '99 for <laughs> for all it
0: contributed to. So yes,
1: I I do agree and, with you though that and Tim the Burton Superman did. movies
0: or whatever. But I'm just
1: saying, like this was. This was the great one in a 25-year span, and then they started, like, after this movie came out, every, like, three to five years, there was a new greatest superhero movie of all time that came out.
0: Yeah, it was uh, 2008, by the way. I just checked myself. 2008, we finally got The Dark Knight, but... Are you checking your own point of personal privilege? I... I, Yeah, I was. (laughs) Um, But, no, I remember, like, uh, and given that we were so young when these came out, I still remember, though, like... 2004 would have been 12 years old. So we were in
1: like sixth grade, sixth grade. Yeah, it
0: was, it, it would have been the summer before our sixth grade because we graduated from elementary school in spring of 05. So yeah, it was that summer before sixth grade, but I remember the year before X2 kind of reset the the stage for superhero movies with X2. And, um and then literally right after this, because X-Men and Spider-Man, I remember, were kind of competing with each other a little bit. Because, like, X-Men in 99, and then Spider-Man 1 in 01, X-2 in 2003, Spider-Man 2 in 2004. And they were really just kind of going back and forth with each, with each other, like, resetting the stage for superhero movies. And then when this one came, it literally, like, kicked down the door. And um, it beat it a bunch used of box its office.
1: octopus r- arms to rip off the door.
0: <laughs> and it broke a bunch of box office records like it it beat some records that lord of the rings return of the king had i was reading in the trivia and uh, and then when uh x-men the last stand the third one completely crapped the bed no six i want to say like that was it it was the best superhero ever superhero movie ever made until the dark knight came out in 2008 and i guess to to, to really like just go off with our hot takes how we usually start this God damn, dude, this movie still holds up really, really, really well. I uh, I watched this on my Blu-ray. I didn't upgrade to the 4K version of this, but I mean that that aside, oh, uh, uh, my god, the uh, Toby Maguire is still like I know we talked about it before, like, I know you don't watch Doctor Who, but like Toby Maguire is my is my Peter Parker, and it's I I like that he's a little older in this. I think it suits him, like, not being in high school more so this time. Um more than- <laughs> yeah, that was, that
1: was the big thing with this trilogy with Spider-Man one is like, can you get it to where they're not in high school? Cause then it's believable.
0: Yeah. Them in high school was really weird. So like them being out of high school now, like it's a little more believable that they're like in college, um, and like chasing their dreams and like actually like being adults. I think that works really well for the story. I still love all the performances in this movie. Um, I I love the character arc of Doc Ock becoming a villain. I think they handle making a villain about the most perfect way that a superhero movie can in its silly universe logic. Like it's it's such a perfect, believable and empathetic way that the character goes through becoming the villain. It's so perfectly written. Uh, Sam Raimi directs action so. So well, he transitioned so smoothly into being a superhero director instead of just a a, a niche independent horror director, even though <laughs> there's one scene in particular that's very, very out of the
1: Evil Dead. I, blueprint. <laughs> I, would, I would argue that out of the three movies in this trilogy, and it's not for that one specific scene, like it goes throughout the entire movie. This this movie is much more of a horror movie, which makes sense with what's going on. Because the first movie was just, oh, yeah, uh, it's about Spider-Man becoming Spider-Man. And then also we got this villain and he's a close friend of Peter's and he just basically takes steroids and goes insane. This movie is, hey, um, this villain is a monster. Like he is physically deformed from an accident and his life is ruined and destroyed. So he turns to crime. There is a much more monster element to this villain, and Raimi does a very good job of, in certain instances, making it like a monster movie. Like, the scene where he's crawling up the building. Like, yeah, okay, obviously the surgery scene is is a horror movie scene, but, like, the scene where he's crawling up a building, horror movie scene. Um, The scene where he abducts Mary Jane looks like a monster. Honestly, for some reason, I got, like king kong vibes of oh no he's kidnapping the girl and getting away and he's he's this weird deformed thing well they both take place in manhattan too
0: yeah so there's there's definitely a little bit you can read into that well it's not the
1: man it's not the manhattan part like the manhattan i didn't i didn't mean that that specifically yeah yeah but i'm just saying like the manhattan part doesn't really feed into that um but this movie comes across as much more of a horror movie and it's very like they had a perfect director to do it and i i like that angle and it would have been interesting and whenever we finally do get to spider-man 3 because uh this the is episode dead. one oh episode 103 <laughs> whenever we finally do get to spider-man 3 um i think it will be inter- it would have been interesting the movie that sam raimi wanted because he was very on record and I, i've got a i've got a problem with a with a couple characters. One of I don't think Doc Ock's turn makes much sense in this movie. Um, really? Yeah, because of the scene in which he turns. Because the scene where he's created into a monster, fine. Every scene after he turns, fine. The scene where he turns, it takes nothing to get him to he's just like my Rosie's dead. My work is ruined. Well, better go get money and start trying
0: that experiment again. Like, well, he's under the control of the. Hold on, let's. Let, I'll, I'll finish my hot take and you add more to your hot take, and then that's actually but, a great starting point. I. I, but, I mean, I don't really but, have that much else was, to say. Let I let love this. Let me, me finish something
1: up. Let me fin- Well, let me finish up my thought real quick on what I was getting at, though. It would have been very interesting to see what Sam Raimi would have done in the next movie with the villains because he, it's very well documented. He didn't want Venom in the movie, and with the way they handle. Uh, Jameson's son and the liberties that they took with characters in these movies I would have been interested to see what he did with Venom and the way he handled characters in Spider-Man 3 I think it would have been very interesting based on the way that this movie was handled instead of the studio controlling way too much in Spider-Man 3 didn't he want the Vulture in Sandman instead of Venom in Sandman he wanted Vulture in 4 because Jim and, Carrey, I think, was supposed to be Vulture, or he was supposed to be Carnage. I can't remember which.
0: Wait, Vulture, Vulture, and who? Who was the second villain?
1: It was either Vulture or Carnage, which is another symbiote.
0: No, no, I, I well, I know who Carnage is, but like, I thought, I thought it was Vulture and Sandman, and then I guess I don't James think Franco. It was Vulture. I don't
1: think it was Vulture and Sandman. I think it was Sand. He only wanted Sandman. I think. I don't know for sure. I should have researched it before. But well, we can research that before Spider Man Three. Yeah, but... I
0: I could have swore he said he wanted Vulture, but I I mean maybe I'm mistaken too. I but but no, he did not have control of Spider-Man three. But it's, again, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's but no, I like I said, I my God, like I I want to divulge, I want to talk more about Doc Ock just because I mean it's just a fascinating character and portrayal in this movie. But I so God, everything holds up so well in this movie. The visual effects are great. I think the screenplay is fantastic. Uh these characters are just so endearing in this form, the way that they are. I sure call it recency bias or like when we grew up at the time, like this was like our movie, like, but I don't care. I argue anybody watch this movie and say that they're not perfect. Like I, sorry, I don't care. I, Tom Holland is good as that, like genuinely young Spider-Man, but in this same Raimi version of Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire fills the bill for exactly what this Peter Parker is supposed to be. But I digress. I give this movie sprinkles, our highest rating, uh, a contender for best film of the year is a movie so good. You are a pan of brownies with icing sprinkles, all the fixings on top of it. That's why I give this movie uh, a pretty good movie overall as a full pan of brownies. So-so, whatever movie, 50-50, half pan of brownies. Pretty bad movie with maybe one good thing is a single brownie and a contender for worst film of the year is a movie so bad. You are not even a brownie. You are a cookie full of raisins. This movie sprinkles. I think it goes without say. I'm guessing you're going to go there too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I give it I give it sprinkles. Um, the one thing I want to talk about before we move to spoilers um for a movie that's 17 years old, or almost 17 years old um yeah <laughs> i i i clearly gave my hot take pretty quickly i really like it i give it sprinkles the one thing i want to talk about is the way that i chose to watch it so i watched it oh on my the god original, yes yes sorry yes on the original talk about dvd this. on the original dvds i got when i was a kid i've been meaning to replace these for a long time and i'm when i say long i mean like the better part of like nine years um when I went to ISU it was the first time I ever found out about the store FYE and I realized I could sell DVDs to them when I bought Blu-rays and I've literally had the Blu-ray 3 movie like trilogy collection in my hand so many times I've lost count at FYE and Are, I right, decided F-Y-E? Not to buy it.
0: Are they dead yet?
1: Uh, they're not dead yet, they're dying. Um oh, okay. <laughs> but I I've, I've had the trilogy so many times in my hands I've lost count. I've meant I've meant to upgrade from these DVDs forever. Um and I just I just haven't. Um I actually saw when I looked it up cuz of how bad this DVD looked. Uh when I looked it up to see if they had 4K Blu-rays, they do, so I'm tempted to upgrade to that. But just what I'm getting at is the test I watched this not only on DVD, I watched it on a full screen DVD. Now, for the people listening that are young enough, TVs didn't always used to be rectangles. They used to be squares, too. And And they used to have fat backs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so you had people like Dan that wanted to see the movie in the true scope. It was supposed to be filmed at. And then you had people like me that just wanted their TV screen that wasn't that big to begin with to have the picture on the entire thing so I could see what the hell was going on. Um I don't know what all DVDs I have that are like this. I know a lot of the Star Wars DVDs I had before I got the Blu-ray collection was full screen. But the first two Spider-Man movies I have on DVD are the DVD full screen editions. And that's how I watch this one is I watch the full screen DVD version and man, it didn't age well. Um, Well, There are...
0: it, sorry yeah just the, the quality alone of the dvd not even the fact that the picture didn't even fit the screen but like just 720 by 480 pixels on your four thousand pixel tv <laughs> dan
1: dan is far more like concerned with the full screen aspect of it i just think it's a like only reason i bring it up is i think it's just like a neat throwback to like hey you used to be able to buy movies like this right um it, yeah and that's how where, That's the time <laughs> where you could where you could fit it to the size of your TV, whether you had a widescreen TV or whether you just wanted to watch the widescreen version of it or you wanted to have it take up your whole screen. Yeah. What really got me is there are several moments and especially like this where Peter's birthday scene happens where uh, the quality of picture from a DVD is just horrendous. There are times where you can't see Peter's nose. Because the, the white balance in the shot is so white that you can't see colors on people's face very well. Um, so that was kind of an interesting way to do it. Hopefully by the time that we do Spider-Man 3, I've upgraded this trilogy to either at least Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray. But um, this is one of the times you will hear me be a snob about visuals uh, like Dan will be. Do yourself a favor, see this in HD because if you watch the DVD, um, it is not going to look very good. You'll get the gist of what, you'll get the gist of the story and see what happens, but it won't look that great. Uh, but yeah, I give this sprinkles. <laughs> um, I'm ready to move past general, uh, quick thoughts of the movie. I, God, God bless you. I would have just
0: done a star subscription or just paid a four dollar rental. I couldn't subject myself to. So thank you for taking the bullet on that and. Doing that for the show, I guess. (laughs) Very fascinating report that you watch this movie in such a compromised, awful way.
1: (laughs) It's just just so interesting to me because I remember when I, okay, for a long time I had VHSs. I remember in like third or second grade, I got my uh, TV that had a VCR built into it. I got a DVD player as extra. And I remember that Christmas, like starting to watch movies. And like I said, I had a full, I had a regular tube TV. And so I wanted to see stuff on my TV and I wanted the screen to be like full. So I got full screen, full screen DVDs. And I remember it was around the time that we were in high school, like throughout this time, you could either buy it full screen or widescreen. And then you had some where like one side of the disc was full screen. One side of the disc was widescreen. Um, and then I remember at some point in high school, it was when they just stopped making full screens and they're like, you have to get it in widescreen. And I actually remember a conversation I had with you complaining about it when we were in high school and you're like, uh, dude, that's actually, it's actually a better option. And I agree. It is a better option now. Um, but it's just interesting to see like the timeframe of like a, a lapsed time frame of like how to watch movies. Right. It's just a neat kind of time capsule thing that we don't get anymore. Like you don't get VCRs. You also don't get full screen versus widescreen choices on movies, unless you're Zack Snyder.
0: Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's a, another thing. But yes, it's <laughs> the. Uh, did you have uh, my last question about it? Is uh, did you have uh, trailers that were? Um, I remember in one of my wildly books, old. Well, no, that was a given, but. Um, did, were the trailers also in full screen or were they uh postage stamped where there was black bars on all four
1: sides? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um, They weren't a box, but I also think that it was it took up the full screen like the green oh, band before trailers, I think, took up the entire screen. Oh, that's interesting. I would I would have th- thought with a full
0: I thought I would have thought with a full screen DVD. They would have done a postage stamp where it's still like in widescreen scope, but because it's a full frame DVD, they export it with that in mind. So it just shrinks the image so small on a widescreen TV. It's got black bars on all four sides. <laughs> I th- I think
1: that's how it was. I don't remember. Um, that, that would be that super close, but that would be Um, so funny if you watch some trailers like that (laughs) i i remember i remember like make i I made a note let me see first dvd in my 4k blu-ray player on my 4k tv and it's already super obvious it's a dv in the trailers Uh, god god bless you (laughs) okay so here's here's my first three notes first dvd the first the one i just read also, it's a full screen DVD, so it's, uh, so it's just a, b- a box on my television. My third note, even Kelsey thinks this looks bad.
0: And it would have had pan and scan too, so like there would have been forced digital, uh, pans left and right depending on what was happening. Like if it was in widescreen and like just like a slow pan, or somebody's talking across the frame, like a forced digital zoom over to the other
1: side to see the character talking. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, I didn't really notice the pants gain stuff too much. Um,
0: That's if it would have been Willy's
1: Willie's Wonderland, I would have noticed it. Cause they put everyone on the side. By the way, I forgot to mention this in Willie's Wonderland. Uh, they used a wide angle lens through that entire movie and then put people on the edge of the shot. So like, as they moved, they would become distorted. Um, but anyway, back to this movie. Um, what do you want to talk about the Otto Octavius turn scene? Since that was kind of what we were discussing before we got, wrangled in by other stuff yeah Stop i put putting I mean, on your chapstick
0: no shut up <laughs> I want to talk in ab- your lip <laughs> dude the sorry just that you made me think of the um if I would have watched this with you if I wasn't sick I would <laughs> I would have been that Bob's burgers meme of just okay I'll go but I'm gonna complain the
1: whole time <laughs> you did complain the whole time and you've already been watching like anytime I text you, you're like oh my god I can't believe you're watching it that way you barbarian like chill out I just um, felt bad. I felt. I just felt bad for you.
0: Like I wasn't mad. I was just like, "Why are you subjecting yourself to this?" Everyone feels bad for me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. On, <laughs> to, on to on to Doctor. I-, I want to talk about Sam Raimi being the right director for this too. But Doctor Octopus, because obviously he's up there, not just with the. He's part of why this movie is the gold standard because of the arc that he goes through and how sympathetic it is. I. Yeah. It's interesting to me that you didn't that you have this little minute complaint when. He was being mind controlled, so he could be he turned back okay. quick. He
1: was being mind controlled. He didn't fight it at all. So he couldn't, he couldn't fight it. Yeah, he could. He said, "Some voices in my head." Oh, the inhibitor chip. All right, crime's cool. Like, I agree with you. I think he goes through a very good arc. It's just with everything he goes through, the scene where he turns. I don't know the correct way to word it feels like a reshoot feels like a scene that could have been deleted or like is the alternate version of hey here's this turn that we're gonna go with it's just it doesn't live up to how good everything else is in the rest of his arc it like i said it really feels like he just goes my the love of my life is dead my work is my life's work is dead there's a 30 second pause and he's like Oh, wait, there's a voice inside my head. All right, I better do the experiment and turn to crime. Like, also, I, this is the first time I ever actually thought about it. What was his goal with redoing the experiment?
0: His goal was to make um, a, an energy source that made it so we didn't have to rely on... Um, it was a self-sustaining energy source that we didn't need to... So we could stop using gas and uh, natural gas and... um. Just kind of, and not use nuclear power. Like it was literally a sun on earth to use solar power that way to, to, to power everything
1: with redoing the experiment. I know what his point was with the first one, but your wife died because of this experiment. You say like, he's one thing I did like that. It it stuck out to me this first time. He's suicidal when at the, at the scene where he turns, he's like, I should be at the bottom of the river with these things. I'm, I'm a monster. I don't deserve to live. And then it's like, no, let's just redo the experiment. It's like, what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to, are you trying to prove that? Yes, I was wrong or, or are you okay? Are you trying to prove that? I think he was was
0: just trying to prove that he could do it again on a larger scale that he could control it even bigger, even though he couldn't control it in the smaller scale. I think he was just trying to stroke his own
1: ego. Okay, because that's that was my confusion. Is it doesn't explicitly say like why he's doing it. Like Norman, like the Green Goblin, Norman does the experiment on himself because he is going to lose control of his company if they if they don't like get this thing through. So he's desperate. He does that. Sandman is trying to get money for his daughter's thing. Um, uh, whatever Harry's Goblin is in the third movie, I don't think it's Hobgoblin or New. I think it's called New Goblin. He's out for vengeance against Spider-Man for killing his dad. Um, Venom hates Peter Parker uh, because of what he did with Spider-Man. So now he's he's got nowhere to turn. He's turned to a life of crime. So that way he can uh, he can get money and he wants to kill, uh, kill Peter Parker and he wants to kill Spider-Man because of what they mean in his life of failure. And then you cut to Doc Ock and it's like, what do you want to do? And it's like, I want to get this experiment done. Why?
0: Because because he could control the world by being the main power source of the the, the world really like he could end up controlling the world's en- by controlling the world's energy supply he could end up controlling the world like i think it was more of a big bigger scope plan like that that you have to kind of read into because i mean no okay. at the end of the day he's it's- just he wants to do he wants to prove that he could handle the power of the sun like he says the power of the sun in the palm of my hand right before everything
1: it's- goes to It's I'm not disagreeing with you and I'm not I'm not saying that that's a bad plan. I'm just saying it's not super clear. Right. The fact that you're asking it. Yeah, I you know what I mean? It's one of those ones where it's like eh, if it like literally I get that explanation from you, Sam Raimi, whoever like, okay, cool, fine. But it's one of those ones where like it's like if you made it an ounce more clear in your movie, I would never even have this question.
0: Yeah, there is a little bit of inference from it because he
1: never, well, he doesn't have the villain trope
0: of, this is my evil plan to take over the world. Like, he doesn't have that. You just kind of read into it the fact that, like, he's lost everything, so his only sense of redemption in his mind is to do the experiment again. But then he never explicitly says it, but you can infer that, like, he's going to then, now that he knows he can control power, he can control the world because they have to go to him for sustainable life, more or less which is a pretty evil plan if he's saying it out loud that's a pretty evil plan
1: <laughs> it's like controlling all oil fields
0: and then let's talk about like the sympatheticness of it like alfred melena is so I, he's he's given a great story like the the character's story is great but can we just credit alfred melena for being such a good actor that no one ever talked about being as
1: great as he is he ah he was it
0: was so perfect. He was so perfect well, in this role.
1: I also spent like the end of the movie when he uh drowns the machine in the river and dies. I, will I was not die I was monster. like <laughs> I I was like, "Okay, what what are they going to do to bring him back for Spider-Man 3 and the and the other Spider-Man MCU movies?" Like to me that's the thing is you hear about all the time, like, dude, we talk about it all the time, casting rumors and casting decisions for characters and people's reactions and takes to it. And what I find really interesting about Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, I have never, never heard anyone ever talk about who they would cast as Doc Ock in any movie other than him.
0: It's it's the J. Jonah Jameson problem well not problem but it's the same thing with j jonah Jameson. jk simmons owns that role it's it's so i guess just stemming from the acclaim that he had back in the day 17 years later no he did it that good that they're willing to bring alfred back and sign whatever paycheck that he's asking for because he's got the leverage like you want me to revive this character like all right pay up bro like
1: (laughs) yeah it's, like, ama-
0: it's amazing though, like it really is. Like it still stands the test of time. Watching it now, just a couple days ago, I think.
1: Yeah, I th- I, th- I think he gives a great performance. Speaking of Jay Jonah Jameson, I think he's one of the best parts of the movie. Like at the at the planetarium benefit dinner thing, when he's like, "Parker, Parker, what are you doing? Parker, take the picture." <laughs>
0: Did um, you? Okay, I got two things involving him specifically. Scene- well,
1: I want to hang on a second, and then and then the part where they're like. Spider Man was the only one that could save Doc Ock, and then it's him just like Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> this is, uh he is the best J. Jonah Jameson. This is the best J. Jonah Jameson is in any movie.
0: Well, that's why they put him in uh far
1: from home. I I Well you you watched Spider Man two point one. Yeah, so w- you got the bonus scene of him dancing in the Spider Man suit.
0: Yes, that was what I was gonna ask you was you didn't watch two point one, right? Not only did I not
1: watch two point one, I have never seen two point one. I've never seen that cut of the film. Okay. Um, and I, I've actually never seen the scene of him dancing in the suit. I've only heard of it. <laughs>
0: it's pretty it's pretty funny. It was like the one deleted scene that I thought was worth keeping in it. Um, I didn't do the I didn't do the research to confirm it. I know there's a website I could have gone to, uh, shout out movie but um uh, there's there's a couple of scenes I want to ask if you saw or not because these were the only things that stood out to me as like hint like these were the only things that stood out to me as just like I'm pretty sure this got cut. Um, okay. There was not that much banter in the elevator, was there? I mean, I've always thought that scene went on too long. Did he did did the did the guy in the elevator like really get into like? Uh, marketing tips and just like oh I work for no. this marketing firm no, I think you did should not. do this nope. and
1: nope
0: okay so I by the way that out.
1: guy I remember that guy being on like every MTV show that they had at that time that guy was everywhere in pop culture and I just love that he's in this movie in such a throwaway scene where it's like no one will remember this guy's name they just remember like oh you were in Spider Man too
0: yeah he was in the um what was it the I love all the decade shows
1: <laughs> he was in Best Week Ever I love every decade oh, ever like
0: Best Week Ever that's it yeah. That was what it was. Best week ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a throwback. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, so the the next scene that really stood out to me was... Um, uh, oh, not... Before that, uh, when he delivers the pizza... There is a lot more vaudevillian kind of oh, acting. God. That's in another that scene. scene that I've
1: always thought went on too long. It's like, dude, enough with the brooms. Just take her the friggin' pizza. Also, how did she not see Spider-Man go in that closet and then Peter Parker walk out of the closet?
0: Didn't he just leave in your cut of the movie? Because there's like 30 seconds of him waiting for the elevator in my cut.
1: Yeah, he leaves because he just goes pizza time, like the the meme. Uh, and then she goes, I'm not paying for those. By the way, that actress looked really familiar. That's, um, a Zo- that's a, that's a Zoe Deschanel's
0: sister. Um, that's she, was Deschanel? in yeah, she was Yeah, she wasn't, she was the one no. that was in Bones. I can't remember her first name. Um, Zeus
1: dang. Deschanel. Um, no, it's,
0: it's Zoe's sister though. Um, okay. But yeah, I, uh, that, it's, that's, it's, it's
1: her saying I'm not paying for those. And then he unhooks the bungee cords and walks out of frame and it's the end of the scene. Okay, I have, like, an extra 30 seconds of him walking to an elevator.
0: They exchange some glances, and then the elevator on the far right, two doors down, opens, and he walks in, waves, and then it closes, and then the scene's over.
1: That, okay, so the scenes you've said so far that were cut sound like precursor warnings to Spider-Man 3 of trying to force humor where it doesn't belong. Um, I thought they were kind of funny for what they were. I could see why they got cut, but,
0: yeah, they really do do drastically like make the pace suddenly come to a grinding halt. And then we go back to the movie. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. it makes sense why they were cut. Um, another one that stood out to me was, well, obviously you already said Jay uh, J- Jonah Jameson, uh in the spider suit, which was hilarious. Um, did you have a, did you have a split second of him and his wife at the wedding and him saying, honey, call the caterer, tell
1: him yes. not to open the, yes. the caviar. Yes. I love that scene. Oh, um, I thought they cu- I thought that, they cut that line. I thought that was only in my of, cut. The wedding scene is one of my favorite scenes in this movie because w- <laughs> just everything about it. Like they show they show Mary Jane look like she wants to jump in front of a moving train, um, <laughs> on her wedding day. And then they I love when he sticks his head out when they're like coming down the aisle, J. Jonah Jameson, and then he gets the letter saying like Hey. Sorry, bro. I'm gonna go see another bro, bro. Sorry, bro. And I, I love that they Sorry, cut to bro. him and he's like he's like, call call Brenda, the caterer, tell her not to open the caviar. Um See, I thought that got
0: cut. I thought that was only in my cut of the movie. That's good though. I like that a lot too. Um, I love that line. The last one that I can remember offhand, I didn't write them in my notes. Um the last one I remember though that really stood out to me it was altered was um or deleted I should say. Did you have Mary Jane and her friend talking in
1: uh in a clothing store? No. I've okay. heard about this I've heard about this scene too from this cut. I've never seen this scene. This
0: scene I'm okay with getting cut because it just completely derails the pace of the
1: movie for the 2 minutes it lasts. But is it her talking about I don't know if I want to marry this dude?
0: Yeah, and it's with a friend that literally is only in this specific deleted scene of the movie. We never see her again. It's a it's a complete chicken a bucket that this doesn't add anything to the rest of the movie really. Like it's okay I when I realized all right, but as I had this feeling that this was a cut scene, like it had no impact on the movie whatsoever. It was just an extra moment of Mary Jane just like having doubts that she should be with Peter after all. And really it was just kind of unnecessary. Like it definitely was 2 minutes of fat.
1: I will say one time, like, uh, this viewing, I did actually get confirmation of a line I've never heard. Um, so this is the first time that I've watched this movie in a very long time. Um, Same. I don't it's even, it's been a while for me too. I don't even know if I was in college the last time I saw this. It might've been before. Um, I take that back. I was in college the last time because I remember talking to someone about it my freshman year. Um but sorry i had a really weird burp um, but there's a line that i've never heard very clearly because this is the best i've ever heard the audio in this movie also most of the time i've watched this i've watched it on a dvd which has te- which compared to blu ray has terrible audio oh it um, should
0: it, it probably was only 2.0 like I, I really doubt it was 5.1 i bet you had just 2.0
1: stereo <laughs> i don't know i was watching it through kelsey soundbar um but <laughs> What the line is, is it's when Mary Jane recreates the upside-down kiss with J. Jonah Jameson's son, and I have never heard what he says afterward. I thought it was some weird line about, do you want to go to bed and have sex? I really thought that was the line <laughs> for years. And then he's like, I'm back up on the moon. Are you there with me? you never heard that line before? I've never heard it very clear. Um, oh, that's funny. I've always... I've always thought it was something about, uh, do you want to go to bed with me or something like that? I don't know. In a are, PG-13 are hor- Marvel movie, just straight up, do you want or, to go have sex? Or <laughs> or are you as horny as me? I don't know what it is. I thought it. I've always and I'm not. Even, I'm not saying it for like jokes to be dirty or anything. Like I've really misunderstood this line for a long time. And I really I, wish he did is, say that. And well, the other thing is, ever and. I say this is the first time I've ever heard it. I've known the entire time I wasn't hearing it properly. Like every time it would come up, I'd be like, "Good God, what did he
0: say?" That's so um, funny. I really wish he did say, "Hey, are you horny?
1: Are you as horny as me?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's um, a great line. <laughs> so the okay. So one of the other things, going back to the Jameson family and the uh, dinner. Harry at that dinner, what is he doing? Why is he there? At the, at um, where? The which, benefit which dinner? dinner? The benefit Sorry, dinner which... where oh, oh, they oh, oh, talk okay. about Jameson's son being an astronaut. They reveal that not only is he dating Mary Jane, he's now engaged to Mary Jane. He's just a Gotham City, or Gotham City. He's a New York City
0: socialite. Like, he, that's... Okay. That's why he's there. He's he's uh, in this universe, the richest man in New York, if not Donald Trump. I mean, he's up there like he's just a socialite going to a social event.
1: But the purpose he serves is to get drunk and then slap Peter in the face twice.
0: (laughs) Pretty hard, too. The sound mix on those
1: slaps were awesome. They were so loud. (laughs) They were so loud. I wouldn't have been surprised if they went, you know what? Hit him like we'll get live mics near you actually hit him. This movie, um, I didn't say it at the top. This movie
0: was nominated for two Oscars and won one. It won for best visual effects, which, by the way, yeah, it earned it. Um, They still hold up pretty well now. There are
1: times where they hold up pretty well, but there's some other times where, like, especially with Doc Ock moving around, like, you can tell it's CGI. Like, the scene where he carries Mary Jane, they look pretty plasticky.
0: Oh, yeah we could oh my god we'll 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 do our favorite and least favorite visual effects in a sec but i just wanted to tie this into the the slapping because this movie's other two nominations it lost were best sound editing and sound mixing and i just you making me think of that epic slap that for some reason that stood out really hard to me' as just like oh the fully work on that was really excessive
1: yeah <laughs> um what do you yes, think of the- what do you think oh. of this uh Aunt May? Cuz I I'm I'm gonna say it. This is the best Aunt May. This is the this is the best Aunt May. Aunt May is always supposed to be old. She has
0: never supposed to be she has never been at least to my limited comic book knowledge. She's never sup- been supposed to be uh Mar- middle-aged or hot. Yeah, she's never been she's never supposed to have been um Marissa Tolmay or um oh my god, I forgot who played her in the amazing movies. Um Awesome she, awesome actress. Uh Marissa, god. Crap, I Marissa forgot
1: her name. Marissa Tomei's Aunt May might as well be his mom. Really. Like dude, that's her that's her in the first movie is just the hot milf. Yeah. No, no no no. I, I, no no no. What I mean is Aunt May in this movie series always gives the old sage advice. Always, always gives the old sage advice. And it's someone that you yeah. clearly look at and you're like, oh, she thought she was done raising kids, but she's not. She's like a, a grandma taking care of their grandson, really. Um, The Aunt May in the Amazing Spider-Man series is, she, yeah, she's a little old to be his mom. But at the same time, like, she's kind of young. And then you see Marissa Toman is like, you're just his mom. Like, you aren't yeah. going to give old sage advice like Aunt May truly would give.
0: No, and that's something that's really aggravating. Like, no offense to Marissa Tomei or um, Sally she, Field. Yeah, that's her Marissa name. Tomei
1: in the role. She's a she's great. She has great back and forth with um, Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland. I've yeah. Um, she has great back and forth with Tom Holland. They have very good chemistry. They they quip off each other very well. They do everything great. It's just that's not Aunt May. Like. No, it's not, and it's aggravating.
0: Like it's, yeah. especially in the first movie. Like I said, all she is is just the milf. Like that's her in the first movie entirely, and it's just stupid because Aunt May is what you said. Like that's her purpose is the that, that thread of connection to oh well, Uncle Ben would have liked this, and oh I miss your uncle, and she, yeah, just. She's the Obi Wan Kenobi of the Spider Man universe, and she's not in the in the
1: the MCU version. She's not that, you, and that's a that's a compromising thing to take out. Are you saying she's Obi Wan Kenobi with an O B G Y N? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> um, uh, I actually speaking speaking of Uncle Ben, I had a I had a note that this is the first time I've ever thought of it. Was oh, I thought um, you were going to say you had
0: rice while you were watching this.
1: <laughs> no, so Peter is always. Phew, i can do corny jokes too (laughs) yeah but mine don't take six minutes to hit um (laughs) but uh uncle ben like the scene where he's sitting in the car and peter and basically peter is what uncle ben always wanted like spider-man is what uncle ben always wanted maybe he didn't want to be a superhero but he's the guy that goes out of his way to do the right thing because he can um and i was like Wow, I always I was sitting there and I was like, what would it have been like if Uncle Ben was Spider-Man? Like, what if Peter got shot and died and he was the one that was like, maybe he <laughs> geriatric would, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a retired guy does. Does he have an AARP card? Yes he does. He uses it often. Look out. He needs a gradual slope.
0: <laughs> does whatever his back allows him to (laughs) my
1: back my back still hurts so shut up um but does it hurt uh, as much
0: as does it hurt as much as when peter fell on that car from like 10 stories up
1: oh i felt that i was like oh i'm right there with you my back too um i'm amazed he wasn't like half dead (laughs) i love in that shot how many times they cut to show him from a different angle sprinting i'm like this is the longest lead up to this jump ever
0: Dude, his, his serious, like, there's a sh- slow-mo shot of his face with, like, I'll scoop my mic over so you can see my face. And it's just him, like... Uh. So, he's making Toby... the
1: weirdest grunt face. <laughs> Toby Maguire has been mercilessly memed, uh, as, uh, for his role in these Spider-Man trilogy movies. Um, yes, yes, he has, Andrew Garfield, and they've been wonderful. Not... Andrew Garfield, not so much, uh... Tom because well, those movies suck <laughs> Tom Holland's got like one or two memes of him as in his time as Spider-Man but Tobey Maguire not necessarily was asked to do more emotionally but was asked to perform with his face a little more and also <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to crap on Tobey Maguire but there's a reason you don't really see him in anything anymore. And I think it's people realize uh, uh, dude. There's no, some he's... moments there's some moments where his acting feels kind of stilted in this.
0: He well, he doesn't act anymore like legit real answer. I've I've actually watched a video about why you don't see Toby McGuire in movies anymore. And I've noticed this a couple times in random movies I've watched off the show. Uh, He's just a producer now. He legitimately like he hasn't retired from acting, but he just produces now. Like you'll see his name as a producer on more movies than in
1: movies now, because that's all he does. He's someone that I when I see him in a movie, I'm like, to me, he's someone that really likes movies and likes the craft of filmmaking. But I don't think he's best served as an
0: actor. He he has his traits. He has his strengths. I've seen some really good
1: movies. I mean, like, these, didn't these these what, these he's not like, bad in. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to say he's bad. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I think people figured him out pretty quick, and they were like, yeah, we want someone that can do a little more depth. Did you did you watch the movie
0: Brothers, where uh, he's the brother that comes back from war, and his I think fiance ends up cheating on him with his brother Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: No, I've heard about that movie quite a bit. Uh, but the one the movie that I heard that he got like, didn't he get like a bunch of a like an a big Academy nomination for uh Seabiscuit? Uh, well, I don't know
0: if he did. I know Seabiscuit got a lot of Oscar buzz, but uh, I don't think he was up for best actor because he, he played the jockey in that movie, right? Yeah, and that was actually right around when this came out. I think that came out the year before this. Yeah. Like, I think he did that in between Spider-Man movies. Um, I'm actually looking him
1: up. I don't remember if he has been and, nominated for an Oscar. And, and I don't. And I don't mean this to sound like I'm crapping on him. I'm, I'm not trying to crap on Tobey Maguire. I'm just saying it's he's one of those actors where it's like, yeah, I kind of get why maybe he didn't feel like pursuing acting much more, and why also why people maybe just didn't want to put him as an actor in a ton of stuff anymore, like. Oh, but dude. The, oh. Sorry, finish your,
0: finish your sentence. I have his last movie up here. What's his last movie? Uh, The last movie that he was uh, like on screen as an actor, like on screen, like a live action movie, was Pawn Sacrifice back in 2014. And then the last movie he did uh, with his voice was in 2017. He was the adult Tim slash narrator in The Boss Baby. Oh, no. And then he's really—I'm uh, looking at his producer credits. He had a couple producer credits between 2002 and 12, like not that many. But 2014 on, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He—this is all he does now. That gap in between Boss Baby and—or or really, uh, right before that, uh, uh, Pawn Sacrifice this is filling in the gaps. Like he just wants to produce now.
1: Well, that's the other thing that's interesting too, with all the rumors going around about Spider-Man three and him not really being in movies anymore is like, what, like what would it take to convince him to come do this again? Cause like Kirsten Dunst has moved on and done pretty well for herself. Uh, Acting wise. Oh, She's then. had a
0: fantastic career.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the actress that played aunt may has di- uh, Has died um willem dafoe uh, obviously sh- yeah. did well after mm-hmm. uh did well after this series because he's awesome um alfred molina's had parts um it's always fun seeing this is this is how i was introduced to him even though i'd seen him in indiana jones he was so young in that movie when i saw him in this this is when i consciously became aware of alfred molina um, oh same yeah well given that and, was our age too <laughs> yeah and he's done well for himself James Franco's done amazing for himself. Um, uh, and Dan, least, uh, you said you, at least until five years ago. <laughs> Dan, you said you wanted to talk in depth about uh, stuff about his character.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk very much in depth and spend a lot of my time about James Franco in general because he didn't make the news this week. Um.
1: <laughs> um, but uh, he does well in the he does well in his movies. Um, yeah,
0: dude, 127 hours. I kind of wish he did. I got a Oscar commercial for, for that. Actor.
1: I think I had a commercial for that uh, in front of Black. I think it was Black Swan. Oh, that would yeah,
0: that would have been a that would have been about the same time, uh, or, or maybe maybe a year or two apart. They're both from Fox, but yeah, no, 127 hours. He's a ama- he he deserved his Oscar nomination for that movie. I again, I frankly think he should have won that year. But I...
1: here's 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 what we'll put out. He is a very good actor, producer, director, whatever. Very questionable as a person. Um, we yeah. don't have all the de- we don't have all the details on stuff, and frankly, we're not here to discuss that. Um, He's but... a good Harry Osborne. Let's talk about that. I... Yeah, because um, <laughs> I don't want to talk it's... about him off my. I don't want to talk about his real world stuff either. But I'm just saying, Toby's the one that after these movies just kind of disappeared, and it's like I really wonder what it would take to get him back to be Spider Man because it's and. Uh... And Brandy Bites, we'll discuss, but today they confirmed the title for the third Spider-Man movie. Um,
0: Yeah, we finally don't have to keep calling it Spider-Man 3.
1: (laughs) um, But it's it's just... It's interesting, all the stuff from this movie universe, but especially this movie that would be brought in if they did what they're talking about. Like, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock... uh, I've heard Kirsten Dunst's name brought up as a different marriage as coming back as Mary Jane. I've heard, obviously, Tobey Maguire coming back as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. So it's just it's interesting how much in this movie series would be brought in. But also this specific movie like this is the movie that they're it sounds like they're going to draw from for that series or for that specific movie would be interesting.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's the Godfather 2 of Spider Man. Like, I was telling yeah. my mom about this. Like, we want this is Godfather 2 for Spider Man. Like, great first movie, even better second movie, and then craps the bed on the third movie. It's literally the Godfather.
1: <laughs> or the original Star Wars trilogy.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. Except, Spider Man 1's better than Star Wars 4. Boom! Took a shot at Star Wars again. Ah, I love it when that happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Dan unnecessarily is like, let me give you a hot take that you don't need or didn't ask for. Um, (laughs) Hey, whenever I get
0: whenever Star Wars 4 is going to get brought up, I will say that every time. I promise you, listeners, because it's not as good as you remember. Just kidding.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, this is coming from the guy that likes artsy movies. Anyway, um, (laughs) I it really stuck out this time because we haven't really talked about. Obviously, we haven't really talked about the Spider-Man series much, but we this specific series since, like, the fourth episode. Um, But one thing that really stuck out to me in my post-development of understanding how to critique film, uh, the intros in this series. You could dial back the opening credits sequences a bit, guys. Oh, I kind of... I still... I love now. the music and I love the visuals, but there's sometimes where it's like, yeah, you're taking way too long for this. Oh, shout out to
0: Danny Elfman and his awesome score. Like usually his score, like outside of a Tim Burton project, when, t- when Has a bunch Danny was an Oz in it, it's kind of over the top and like a little too whimsical for a lot of the work that he does. That's not Tim Burton. But I thought he did a really good score for these Spider-Man movies. Like, cause he did the score for all three of them. Like, I think it. I think it works just enough to match the 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 right kind of tone you need for a superhero movie. That's like can be serious, but it can. But it's also got that light sense of fun still with it that a lot of superhero movies after this stop doing because of the Dark Knight. <laughs> but I I I like the I like the uh, the use of the images for like the previously on because like it does the previously on that like we were so beholden to, but it doesn't do it in a way to compromise like telling the story of the of the movie like it it does the montage and then that's it and opening credit sequences used to take forever
1: so it's so funny to think back to a time where there's a superhero movie where they're like we don't think you remember what happened in the last movie (laughs) it's like oh my god now we have the internet to constantly remind us of stuff but i had a question for you since you're the one who's lived in new york did you listen to the pizza order at the beginning of the movie
0: not that intently what was the pizza order eight
1: deep dish pizzas ew
0: why would you order deep dishes in new york city
1: that was my question who in new york city or orders deep dish style pizza someone that needs to go back to detroit or chicago dude have you seen
0: detroit style pizza uh i saw an ad for what uh, domino's was just starting to do a Uh, uh, Detroit Detroit style pizza wasn't it
1: Domino's it's 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 whoever owns Joe like the the Red Wings arena because that's where it started was Detroit but it's essentially though maybe it's a little Caesar's I don't remember but they they do (laughs) it they do a pan crust pizza and then they put the cheese and the and the pepperoni on top and then they also put sauce on top and the first time I saw that I was like oh the pizza is just like Detroit the red liquids on the outside people die viciously in detroit every day
0: that 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 just makes me sad (laughs) it's a war
1: it's a war zone
0: that's no that's just that just makes me sad
1: (laughs) i've held on to that joke for two weeks
0: jesus christ and you watched this movie three days
1: ago (laughs) yeah but i saw the ad for that pizza stuff two weeks ago and i've been trying to figure out how we're going to bring up pizza on the show um not not detroit murder (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that was my question is who on earth in New York orders deep dish style pizza,
0: somebody that's that somebody clinically insane. That is a ridiculous request because everyone, everybody with the right mental sanity that you're supposed to have knows that flat, super thin New York style pizza is the best pizza ever
1: fight us. By the way, I've got another thing about Harry. What does he do for Oscorp besides nepotism? He's just the, the, the like, CEO. He goes, He goes. I, well, I remember him as struggling to get through high school. You'd never really see him do much in college. And then they're just like, you're the head of Oscorp. Have you never heard of heard of failing upward? Like, yeah. it,
0: it is nepotism and failing upward at the same time. Like, he he probably doesn't do anything if we really, like, got into the weeds of it. Like, <laughs> you, you you've asked if I've heard of failing upwards. I have heard of Hugh Jackson. Or or Bill O'Brien being hired by Alabama after getting fired by Houston.
1: Also, how on earth did he convince freaking Houston to let him be a uh, general manager? Yeah, I, uh,
0: I don't know. He looked he looked really good after that hard knock season. Not gonna lie. I, I had <laughs> he, a
1: joke. We haven't we haven't talked about this yet, but the scene where Peter actually shows up to uh, the play, and he he's got the. This is the first time I've ever noticed this. He's driving the car from the. Uh, uh, the chase that he was just in. And it I've noticed it before that he's driving that car, but it stuck out of my head this time. I was like, wouldn't that technically be evidence for the police? Why didn't you leave it at the crime scene?
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. That, well, I mean, a police officer ended up taking it anyway, towing it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And then an, that's... another, another thing that I've heard as a criticism for this movie from the time it came out. And I wholeheartedly agree. How are those robotic arms not a big enough breakthrough in science that that's what they focus on? In what way? What do you mean? They're amazingly accurate prosthetics. So but what Kelsey... would you do
0: with What would you do with them in the movie though?
1: Like I okay, I'm just saying in the real world, if someone went, "Hey, I'm going to try the fusion thing that he does." It's like, okay, well, isn't that incredibly high temperatures? How are you going to be able to get close enough to make adjustments to the machinery? Oh, I've got uh, robotic arms that I don't even have to, like, use my hands with a joystick. They just go in my spine, and then I just think, and they act like my arms. Anybody would be like, you have a neural link to make uh, robotic appendages move? Do you realize the breakthrough? In prosthetics, this would be no. In this movie, they're like, "Yeah, we don't care about the arms. Tell us about the sun thing." When you when you put it that way, that, I've never thought of that. That's that's actually pretty funny. I've I've heard that criticism since the first time I saw this movie, and I agree wholeheartedly. They react like his <laughs> his uh, Doc Ock arms are nothing. They're I laughed. Like, that's a Tuesday for us. What about the sun fusion thing? I laugh really hard
0: every time that they're, like, uh, when the machine, when he talks about, like, having that kind of power, all they say is, you're going to destroy the city. You're going to destroy the city. This dude made a black hole. That could destroy a hell of a lot more than just New York yeah. City if that was big enough. <laughs> well, okay, that could speaking, destroy speaking, the
1: entire galaxy. Speaking of when they're leaving, when Harry walks out without Peter, he, like, sees Peter run up, He's like, Peter! And then he doesn't see Peter, but he sees Spider Man. And then they leave, and he doesn't look like he's looking for Peter. And they don't leave together. So why isn't he walking out with Peter? Does he know he lived?
0: I that's that's true. I didn't think of that either. Uh,
1: hold on, and I want to tie this. Up. I found I found a couple J Jonah Jameson lines that I love. I like the joke: a guy named Otto Octavius winds up with eight limbs. What are the odds? And then followed by, oh, my God, he just said Dr. Strange was taken. Does Dr. Strange exist in this universe? And then followed up by, and where were you, photographing squirrels? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't, I don't want to let this go because I've been, I've been holding on to this because usually when I, then, I say we need to And talk- then the
1: laugh meme, sorry, one last one. And then the laugh meme is from this scene.
0: Oh, yeah. The, I when forgot he asked it was for-
1: this movie.
0: What was it? He asked him for like three hundred dollars like, for can the I photo. Get a
1: photo. Can I get a raise? And he's like, starts laughing at him. And he's like, you serious?
0: My favorite, my favorite meme that uh, super fan uh, Ryan sent me was, um, well, he sent me two of them that were fantastic. Uh, one was the, one was the hot dog, and it was him eating the hot dog. But it said, uh, when somebody's getting the crap out of them, and you have literal superpowers, but you're sad, and this hot dog is delicious. <laughs>
1: Kelsey pointed that out too she was like uh, He literally could Stop anything from happening just Because you don't have the suit doesn't mean you can't intervene And I Was just like uh, uh, I-, I just Remember pointing out I was like yeah But he's he has a hard Time believing so what if he lost the strength like he lost the Web shooting ability
0: Yeah also, up it to-
1: What is with this series having Peter strutting Montages I love
0: it every time that there's him strutting, like him strutting to um rain drops keep falling on my head. That was I and actually, he trips. <laughs> that was I, the hardest. I laughed at the movie was him tripping.
1: <laughs> also, they freeze on a very blurry shot when they do the freeze oh, him, frame he, in that montage. I was like, why? I've ever since I saw it in theaters, I was like why is that the shot you froze on?
0: Usually in older movies, that's how they would end movies was like ending on a still like that and then yeah. fading to black. And this one was just him in mid strut, so like there's the
1: motion blur. <laughs> um, uh, the and other, then the I've other, got, I've, I've got. How do they know that this is the Spider-Man suit and not a cosplay suit? But I've, I've found, I found my note about Kelsey talking about him seeing the guy getting mugged in the alley. Kelsey, just because you don't have the mask doesn't mean you can't help the guy getting mugged. And my response, without missing a beat, was "Fauci said you have to wear a mask."
0: Dude, the, the <laughs> that's funny. The other the other meme was uh, the the loudest things in the the loudest things on planet Earth, and one was a photo I think of Hiroshima, and then another one was just like a general fighter jet, and the third panel was a volcano, and then the fourth one was Toby screaming when the the when the wall was about to fall on Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, I want to I want to bring up the visual effects before I forget them because usually when I say we need to talk about something, I end up usually forgetting. But uh, <laughs> the uh, you you talking about the arms reminded me that the arms for a good more most than half of the of shots this movie are practical puppetry. Yeah, those were real for about like for more than half of the movie, and I just shout out to the visual effects team that made those because those were so beautiful like it doesn't tie into the question of what's your favorite and least favorite like cgi visual effects but i just the practical effects of using those arms as like puppets oh my god that how many hours were needed to make those and make sure they worked every day on set had to have been such a immense project to work on and it it paid off so beautifully but uh
1: I, I've the got... cgi
0: the oh. CGI, I mean, if you have any th- scenes offhand for, like, great CGI and bad CGI.
1: I've already mentioned the ones I thought were bad. Um, I have a I have a thing I want to shout out. Um, the Landlord's Daughter had this series, because they have her much more in the third movie. Um, had this movie actually gone past the three movies, I would have been very interested to see what they did with her character, because... She, other than Aunt May, is the one character. And even Aunt May, to an extent, gets mad at Pete Like, the scene where Peter tells her, like, Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I lied about what happened the night Uncle Ben died. And he died because I was mad. Uh, I didn't stop the robber because I was mad I got ripped off wrestling. Um, I That scene's very hard to watch. She's the one person who is blindly nice to him all the time. And I would have yeah, you, I would have been interested to see where they went with that character cuz they show her more in the third one and I feel like I don't know. It Spider-Man 3 whenever we talk about it, I feel like we're going to analyze the movie but also analyze the movie we didn't get um because of just like all the behind the scenes drama that's like legendarily famous. Um and then for Spider-Man 4, it's just I'm interested to see what they would have done to her character because they kind of build her up through two movies because uh, like they do with Dr. Connor, who's kind of a background character. And they're obviously building to, hey, he's going to become the lizard. And I'm probably reading too much into it, but I, I this is the first time that she really stuck out to me as like, I'm interested to see what they would have done with her past the movies we got.
0: Yeah, I didn't give her Cause... a second thought whatsoever. <laughs> I thought they were just there for like throwaway gags. Except the you are right. Is. The landlord is. You are right.
1: Is.
0: You yeah, you are right though. About it is interesting that it is a, an interesting and good scene that the girl like she's just so nice to him in general and like just so inconsequential that like he feels like he can just say something to her like that, that he would never say to anyone else. Cause he knows that she's not going to say anything, but outside of it's still like in itself, just kind of like a, an inconsequential character. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't feel like they would have done anything more with her unless like, I, I don't know. I, it would be interesting. It'd be interesting to if, do, but I wouldn't bet money on it.
1: <laughs> I, I, just because I, I respect Raimi so much in terms of his filmmaking, I feel like he would have developed her because he's like, all right, we've built her up in two straight movies. Let's give her, something more to do and more development as a character in the fourth in like the fourth movie but i might be wrong yeah well um, if they
0: if they d- if they did that would i would be curious too i i never got that sense that they were trying to do that much with either of them though like giving i heard that heart-to-heart scene was cool but like I, d- I didn't feel like that was a precursor to like make her a bigger in, character
1: in this movie i do not in the third like just because i have at this point i've seen the third movie a couple a bunch of times too I'm like, oh, yeah, they do develop like they do give her more to do in the third movie. So maybe they could have developed her. Um, I watched
0: I watched three in New York about three years ago now. And I barely remember that she was actually in that movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She has more screen time. I wouldn't say they give her much more to do, but they're like it's like the cookie scene and the scene where she talks like MJ's on the phone for you and stuff. Are her Um, pants
0: about to fall off in the third one, too? I don't remember.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> that was
0: one of my notes about her was that her pants were literally a half inch away from like this movie getting a hard R. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I found the note that I brought up to you. Uh, okay, I'm gonna mention the wedding scene just so we can kind of wrap up the movie. Um, there's a small detail I noticed in the wedding scene and the scene where she runs off to P- where MJ runs off to Peter. I pointed out to you and to Kelsey, and I was like. This, this is such a small, stupid detail. It doesn't matter, but it would actually be an important detail to focus on. Mary Jane, when she runs away from her wedding and she goes to Peter's house, you get a shot of her hand. She's minutes from walking down the aisle when she like is like, all right, that's it. I'm done. It's not like, oh, I woke up on my wedding day and I decided not to go through with it. So I didn't do anything. She is minutes away from going through with this wedding. She doesn't have her nails done and having just got married and having been in your wedding and been in several weddings and had several people that I know get married recently. I know that girls getting their nails done for, for their wedding is a huge deal. (laughs) And I was like, why wouldn't she get her nails done? So that I just want to put that out there that I noticed that stupid little detail. Um, But I I was I was infinitely infinitely more bothered by the fact that the bridesmaids
0: had black dresses and black gloves. That was really, really off putting for me. Like, this is not a funeral. Why are you wearing black?
1: (laughs) The other note, uh, the other two notes I have that are actual notes about the movie. J. Jonah Jameson's son is very wasted in this series because I feel like he was forced to use venom too early. Because Venom and, like, a lot of the comics and the animated series comes back from space. So it would make sense that Jameson's son, who's mad at Peter Parker for stealing his woman, would have the symbiote come back with him. And also, he's a Jameson, so he hates Spider-Man, he hates Peter Parker, all the more reason to want them dead, and he gets the symbiote thrown on him. But instead they barely mention the guy's name and they write him off real quick and they don't do anything with him. So I I think his character in the series is wasted and he had potential to be a great like a villain with a great reason to hate the two of them. Peter Parker but that and would, Spider-Man.
0: But that would defeat
1: was he? Was he ever actually Venom? Because
0: wasn't Brock or whatever the character's name is Eddie um, Eddie
1: Brock was, but the symbiote went around a bunch of people. But the other thing too, this series takes a lot of liberties with a lot of characters.
0: Would it take a liberty that extreme though? Like his Venom it does with some like, others. Like Venom is known as Eddie Proc. Like, would it have? What other ma- massive liberty do you mean? Like, I don't feel like it, there would have been one that would have been as massive as someone other than Eddie being Venom. Like
1: Peter. Well, I'm not saying to that extreme, but like one of the biggest ones in the series, Peter doesn't have web shooters; it just comes out of his wrist. Um, oh,
0: it, yeah, that's that. That's true, and I remember we talked about that in the last time we did a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, so uh, I'm that's sure true. there's
1: others. I'm sure there's others. I just can't think of them at this very second, but um. I'm just saying, th- they do take liberties with a lot of characters, with a lot of things in these movies. It would be a pretty extreme thing if they made J. Jonah Jameson's son Venom, but I could see them doing it. Um, that would make
0: that would make sense though. That's not a bad reason to make him. Well, make him hate Peter Parker, and then he could be the one that inadvertently finds Venom, or like the Venom goo could tell that he was in space. Like you can make up some reason. Like that's yeah, not like, that's
1: not bad character motivation though. I, I th- yeah, I think the motivation would be good. But the other thing, too... This is my last point before we get to the Nicolas Cage question. Sorry, another weird burp. Um, Mary Jane... The last shot of Mary Jane has always been really weird to me in this movie. Because... The,
0: the, the fanciful like...
1: overlit running through the park? No, 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 no. The part where, like, she's at the window and Peter runs away and goes after the helicopters and whatever. Because you complained about the helicopter CGI being bad. But... Yeah, that was
0: that was the worst part of that scene for me. Because I, they looked so fake.
1: <laughs> I just I just mean it. in she finally is supposed to be happy because she's finally like, "F it, I'm with you. We're gonna be together." Because frankly, I'm always in danger, so we might as well screw. Um, and at the very end, she looks just as unhappy as she did when she was at the wedding, about to go through with a wedding she didn't want to do. You don't think? Hmm. Like, yeah, mm. she's realizing, okay, this is going to be tough, and it's going to be hard, and it won't be always be happy. I get it. But at the exact same time, she, like, kind of realizes that super-duper fast and loses all joy. I... Hmm. I guess I didn't read that the way that you did. I didn't see...
0: I didn't see a face that looked like that. I I kind of just saw the general like I'm still always going to be worried about you. Just kind of like how a cop or a firefighter, just like you could not come back. Like yeah. I I guess I kind of saw it like that.
1: Yeah. That's who an interesting. Cast, read, though, who would you cast Nicolas Cage be in this?
0: Oh my God! There's jeez you go please you go first i i had
1: this is a this is another
0: one where i had a really hard time with <laughs> like not the not guy, be, not because of lack of choices though like,
1: <laughs> the guy i think he has two moments in the movie but the i'm gonna say the guy that touches harry on the shoulder and goes this is uh, an accomplishment beyond your father's dreams i'd just love nicholas cage to be this is an accomplishment above your father's wildest dreams because i'd be like is that nicholas cage and then they cut away from him um i think did we he see has- him die in that moment too no, I think he lives because I think he's one of the guys that walks out and goes, if he had more than an ounce, like an ounce of tritium, he would have destroyed the city. I think he's one of those two guys too. <laughs> ignoring that he
0: made a black hole again and could have made it even worse than the city. But yes. I was going to say, I'm glad you
1: noticed <laughs> it was a black hole because the way that it blows up, I was like, that's a black hole collapsing on itself.
0: That's literally how a sun dies. When the sun dies, it becomes a black hole. That's how that You're works. You're not so- a
1: science guy. That's just why I'm saying it.
0: <laughs> no, I just, I just, the, of all the science I know, that's one thing I do know is that when a sun dies, it becomes a black hole. So that is exponentially worse than if it just blew up like a nuclear bomb.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's our thoughts on Spider-Man Two. And, and
0: well, I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do my oh. Nick Cage. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I'm still like. God, there was there were so many good choices for it, but I oh my gosh, and I may be just picking on a whim right now off the top of my head. Uh <laughs> He could have been um great in honestly like if he was Harry Osborn from the get-go, like I don't know if I said Harry from the beginning, but just the uh, the we sheer didn't have shock the Nicholas Cage question in episode 4. Okay, well, he would be great for stunt casting, like how I had him a stunt casting in Possessor like Him stunt-casted as Harry would have been fantastic. And and just him as Harry in general in the first movie would have been great, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But that's our thoughts on Spider-Man 2 and our prelude to Spider-Man 3, which will happen eventually. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: that's... um, I'm guessing you're tapped out, so... I mean, I am, too, but yes. (laughs) Cool. Well, with that, then, guys, uh, we've been going a little longer than we usually do, so... Let's go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, we're going to let you know what we watched next week. All right, everybody. That is it for another episode of Brownie Points. Thank you, Isla Marfan Fugue, for the bumper music. And Nick.
1: Bumper music.
0: <laughs> I was wondering if you caught that. <laughs> And thank you, Dick, for your riff as well. Um, Dandy, smell toast. <laughs> uh, next week, guys, um, we are finally going to be doing Nomadland. Uh, we had to delay Again? it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, well, we had to, uh, uh, Possessor, Possessor's why we didn't do it this week, but, yeah, uh, but, yeah, uh, next week, we're finally going to make up for it uh, and watch Nomadland. It debuted on Hulu uh, when we were going to do it, but obviously the emergency happened. So uh, <laughs> Kelsey's
1: car was like, coolant doesn't belong in me.
0: Yeah, that's literally why we couldn't do Nomadland. But, uh, uh, hey, we're finally going to do it next listen week.
1: Listen to Bernie Points for me to tell you about that awesome day.
0: Yeah, if you haven't listened to that, it's a pretty... Wild story. And I've already, and I went ahead and already, and I've already seen it, but I will watch it again for the show because I like it, but uh, not to spoil the review, but yes, that's going to be our new movie because I always pick a new movie, Nomadland. It's on Hulu exclusively and in select theaters. If you live in a state where movie theaters are open, Nick, remind everybody where we're going to go for the time machine for our second movie.
1: I don't know the year, but we're going to go to a movie I've seen one time. And when I told Dan about the like plot summary of this movie, he said, you're kidding me. That doesn't exist. We're going to go see Kirsten Dunst in The Devil's Arithmetic, a movie where she gets magically transported back in time to the Holocaust. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I Kirsten told Dan Dunst. about this movie. <laughs> I saw it one time in like fifth or sixth grade in school. And I remember telling Dan about this a couple weeks ago and he goes, there's no way that movie exists
0: yeah that's yep two weeks in a row of Kirsten dunst and I'm yeah we'll see how this movie is um it's streaming on uh Roku channel for free uh um,
1: roku Roku channel for free with ads um and then you can rent rent it on Amazon Prime and then you can buy it digitally or you can just buy the DVD of it
0: uh, yes, that, uh, I will probably rent it because I don't want to watch, uh, with ads because there will be ads on Roku and I kind of don't ever want to watch ads with my movies ever again, but that's if I, me.
1: if I can go on Amazon and not have to, although I do technically have an Amazon account, I could probably, although I'd have to buy prime. Like I just don't, a, I don't have Amazon don't prime. I, I just have Amazon and uh, I would, okay. I would love to be able to just go to Amazon and be like, here's X amount of money to watch this movie. I also would like to just get this on DVD. Just be like, yeah, there's a movie where Kirsten Dunst is in the Holocaust.
0: I don't think you have to have Prime if you're already going to be paying to stream it. That's a good question because I have Prime and I have to pay the $4
1: still because it's not like on Prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I can get away with doing it on Amazon, I will try that, but I don't know as of this moment.
0: Yeah, I just... I don't... I, I remember not... um not Roku channel IMDB TV. I've watched, I tried to watch life of Pi when it was on IMDB TV and it had ads like every 25 minutes. And I was just like, nah, I'm I'm good. This is not worth it. <laughs> uh, that's funny though. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's our second movie. 1999, by the way, I pulled it up while you were talking about it. We're going back to 1999 for that movie. And
1: I, I figured it was the nineties, but I was like, it might be 2000. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I I never heard of this movie until you brought it up to me a couple months ago. So yeah, let's 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 see how it goes. Like <laughs> I have no idea what to expect from this movie. I I still haven't watched the trailer yet, so that is gonna be our trip into the time machine next week. Uh you'll have to rent it, like we said, or Roku channel. Um and Nomadland, like I said, is on
1: Hulu. Nick, tell everybody where they can reach out to us in the meantime. Facebook, Brownie Point's Guide to Cinema, Instagram, Brownie underscore point underscore guide, and Twitter at brownie underscore cinema as well as brownie points. Got to send at gmail.com. The show <laughs> logo, the bowl of popcorn with a brownie in it is the profile picture for everything. Also we're on letterbox. I don't remember my info, but Dan's is capital D brownie 49. Make sure you get Dan's D nice and big. Uh, also send us emails of stuff. You want us to, uh, record whether it is topics to discuss countdowns to do or movie trailers to review in the brownie bite segments time machines to review or uh new movies to review whether they're in theaters or streaming also leave us reviews on whatever platform you listen to us on it's pretty easy to do and it helps us grow a lot because it breaks us through algorithms and helps us get recommended we're really trying to look to grow the show this year just because we're kind of hitting our stride and figuring out what to do in terms of the actual reviews we just need to get more listens um so get on that for us please thank you (laughs) yes and everybody we will
0: continue to always be here in your ears on apple podcast spotify google play anchor.com and all other major (coughs) excuse me i knew that was coming i knew that was coming i could feel it Uh, (laughs) um but yeah uh, anchor.com that's where i was (laughs) and all other major podcasting platforms here and around the globe shout out to you ireland you are the country outside the united states that listen to us the most thank you to your irish pride guys just because it's not just because i've had the, the the virus now that i'm saying this as you could listen back to a year of this show now where i've been saying it after every episode please continue to wear your mask wash your damn hands open your ears and your hearts and just be kind to one another. And that is the only way that 2021 will be better than 2020. Just got to give it a shot. Just follow Proto, guys, and we'll be okay. So with that, that is all we got for you. We'll be back Sunday with a Brownie Bites news update. Tuesday is going to be Nomad Land, and Thursday is going to be The Devil's Arithmetic. We'll see you
1: all next week. Uh, This is for future Dan while editing. Don't forget to edit out the part where you have to abruptly leave to go poop. Oh, oh, no. I,
0: you don't, th- you don't think that'd be good dead air for a little bit?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I also put the time stamp down.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Dick best. And they shake yeah. hands. <laughs> Except they're shaking penises. Yeah. Um, <laughs>